Welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. Wise Guys is your home to interact with the worldwide community of BYU fans in a variety of ways. We're your hosts, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. What you're about to hear is the audio recording from our weekly live broadcast. We invite you to join us for the show live every week to chat with us and with other BYU fans. You can find the schedule and watch live at wiseguys.com. That's ysguys.com. Thanks for listening and go Cougs. For almost a year, we have uh, been announcing Tuesday is the best night of the week. Yep, and it is. we've stayed consistent since last May when we came on the air. Welcome to the Wise Guys, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're at wiseguys.com, which is um, how we're building our, our global empire. What's up? Hey, it, it's, it's Tuesday, so it's time to be able to come and hang out with everybody and, and talk sports and talk like lifestyle things, all things BYU, some things not even BYU, um, but to have a good time. And it's, it's a busy time of year. Um, it's Final Four time in college basketball. The Cubs it's, are getting ready to start Cubs again. Are getting, baseball's getting ready yeah. to start. We've we, we got some stuff there. It's, there's just so much going on. It's the NIT. We got football on NIT Friday. NIT with our good friend Mark Manson this, this tonight, actually, yeah, later after tonight. the show. Mark will be on. Everybody go on and support him. we got so that going. His, his wife's about to have a baby, but she hasn't had this. We flew down to the game to be there tonight. And if she has it, he's coming back. Wait, she didn't have the baby? Not yet. Oh, I thought she had it last week. No. No, so they, he's been, he wasn't with the team yesterday. He's with the team now. Well, he's I, coaching tonight. I'm going to have to text Brenda because I thought <laughs> Hannah had the baby, but I don't, I don't know no. what's going on. Um, so, anyway, best of luck to yeah, him and, and spring, the guys there. Spring ball's going on. I mean, there's just so much going on. Final Four, I was just texting, texting with, uh, with Dutch today. I'm wishing them good San luck. San Diego State. How about San Diego coach? State? San Diego State, I know it's a rival, but a good friend of BYU's. Yeah. And Dutch and Steve Fish and those guys were great friends with Dave, Dave Rose and great rivalry over the years. And we became good friends with that with that whole crew. Um, they're in the Final Four for the yeah. first time yeah. ever. They play tough defense. Yeah. None of our picks made it to the Final Four. Yeah. So, I, I text so we're going to reboot our picks for tonight. Yeah. Text Dutch this morning and wished, wished him great luck. It's that that group and, and, and guess you know who's on Dutch's staff right now? Sam Schultz. Yeah, from San Diego. From San Diego, who's been been a good friend of ours over the last several years. Uh, University of San Diego was the head coach there. He's now on Dutch's staff. But that that whole group of guys is a great group of guys. We're wishing them. I, I'm all in on the Aztecs now to win. Hey, let's sell some bobbleheads while we're talking about. It. We've got the Cosmo bobbleheads. They're new. Our friends from the BYU store have uh, sent them over to us. And you can get them for ten bucks off. They're like nineteen ninety nine. You get fifty percent off using the promo code YSGuys fifty. So if you're watching live, click on the link in the chat. If you're watching the recording on YouTube, click the link in the video description. Now, if you're listening to our podcast, you're wondering what we're talking about. Click on the link in the description there. And if you've got a desktop computer tonight, just uh, yeah, check it grab out. your phone, scan the QR code, and it'll take you right there. Fifty percent off. Use the Wise Guys fifty code at checkout and you can build your cosmo empire yeah, Brent, this Brenda, is kind of our first commercial empire Brenda so ordered, it's pretty cool Brenda ordered that one right there this guy <laughs> the basketball guy nice and we'll talk about it again later in the show but hey 10 bucks these are these are yeah these are durable guys durable cosmo guys great gifts hey, if you want to you can you can glue one on your dashboard so he just does that while you drive. <laughs> that wouldn't be distracting sounds like a great idea anyway they're for the masses so uh, we have that uh, QR code there on your screen tonight during the show. 
Uh, so check them out. So we got a big show tonight, spring scrimmage, and the alumni game is coming up on Friday. Max Hall's going to join us in a little bit. We're going to ask Max how he has prepared Ty Detmer to come play in this game on Friday night, live on BYU TV. And I don't know if Ty needed any mental preparation. Ty's one of the smartest football players in the history of the game. That's how he played so many seasons in the National Football League because he's just this brilliant football mind. So that part didn't have it's to get ready. It's physical preparation. But physically, how do you get an old man ready to play? <laughs> he's 55. That's, that's uh, crazy. And he's got to go with Max's playbook. So we've got all yeah. those questions for Max. Yeah, we got some. We got some questions. We're going to talk about the defense here in just a second. Hey, um, how about... The coolest guest in the history of the show is coming on. Yeah, you know, so, it's really B- taking BYU spring grad, to a whole new level. Drummer for the Neon Trees, Elaine Bradley. She's live here in studio. We're pumped to have her. She's already here in the green room. We were thinking um, that we'd set up a drum set, and then we decided for the neighbors, they don't quite, when they don't even know this show's going on, where we're going on. Yeah. So we thought the drums would probably not be a good yeah, idea. Yeah, okay, get your questions ready. We're going to talk, we're going to talk sports, music, life. Um, yeah, there's no question, like, and we mentioned to Elaine that she's, Probably the coolest guest that's ever come she, on. And you know what? She did not. Um, She's like, she didn't think no, we were crazy. Goes, you know what? I think you're right. And I think I'll hold that title. <laughs> I think so. So there's Danny Ainge, Jimmer Fredette, Ty Detmer, Marie Osmond, a whole bunch of others. And yeah. It's a, right to the top. Right to the top. So we're excited to have her on. Our first scrimmage for the public to watch is Friday afternoon. Uh, the first scrimmage kind of of the spring was last week mm-hmm. where uh, Keaton Slovis and uh, Jake Retzloff, the backup quarterback, the JC transfer, had pretty good outings. We keep hearing good things about Slovis every single day. Uh, and even Aaron Roderick was on uh, uh, Sports Nation yesterday talking about he just he just is the best thing they could possibly have going into the Big 12. He's such a good fit. Well, first of all, he's a good fit for the university. Like he's just, yeah. he gets it. And you and I have talked to him a couple of times. We had a really nice visit with him last week. He, he understands what the university is all about. He's happy to be here. He feels like he fits in here. And, uh, and that's really important. He's going to be a great representative and a great face of the program uh, this year. And a quarterback is like a focal point for your program, right? Yeah. So he's, he's got to be that. And he's going to be that and then some. But his skill set, he's got an NFL arm. He, he's more mobile now that I've watched him a little bit. He's way more mobile and athletic than I thought he was, and I just didn't watch him close enough when he was at USC, and really didn't get a chance to see him much at all last year at Pitt. And they ran that offense where they just ran the football. Um, that that's why he's here. He came here um, to run pro style offense to get ready to go For to the, the National NFL. Football League. Yeah. And so it's a new offense. He's learning it. You know, word, word out of practice is that. You know, there's days when the offense really moves the ball, and there's days when the defense plays well, which is what you would expect with new quarterbacks learning the system. But universally, you talk to any coach on the offense or the defensive side, and they go, oh, yeah, this this guy has all the skills. Like, he can make every throw. He makes some great throws. And as he has more and more of a grasp of this offense, um, he's just going to get better and better. And I think BYU's going to be in great hands as they go into the Big 12 with he, him playing quarterback. He is the headliner for the spring scrimmage. Yeah. He's the new shiny thing that, that we want to watch Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock Mountain Time, live on BYU TV. And uh, our first chance to see him sling it around. I think it's the first time he's been back at the stadium slinging it around since he was USC's quarterback in 2019. Yeah, that's a long time. And <laughs> he talked about the experience that he had here and the experience that his parents had here. Yeah. One of the reasons that they came, they, they, 
his parents said, wow, what an amazing experience for an opposing team and what a great college football environment. So, And who knew at the time, they, they didn't know what the time he was going to swing back around that's and right. play for BYU. That's why, that's why you treat people with respect and courtesy when nice. opponents, you don't know. One of those guys might be your starting quarterback someday. Right. right? Or your next door neighbor. You that's just right. don't know. Or so, your boss, heaven forbid. Yeah. You just don't. So we're, we're going to be, we're going to be watching the quarterback situation, the running back situation. Uh, you remember Aiden Robbins, the transfer from UNLV, a thousand yard rusher last year. And the high school kid. Yeah, he, not he, hasn't been, he, hasn't, not. he hasn't been healthy. The high school, you know, tra- uh, the, the big time recruit out of high school is not here yet. I'll, I'll say that uh, Miles Davis has been here and healthy yeah. for the first time in a couple of years and looking really, really good. Um, so that's good to have him back. I think they're going to have great depth at running back. But the thing I think a lot of people are going to be looking for is, hey, this new defensive scheme and yeah. approach, what's that look like? This is the first time it's going to be on display for the public to see. And they're going to see a little bit more aggressive mindset and and more blitzing and yeah, more Yeah, we're man curious to see that. Now, they're not going to go after Slovis, but we should be able to see the new attitude. Yeah, Slovis, hey, in, in practice, Slovis has been the only green shirt quarterback, meaning the only guy you're not allowed to hit. Everybody else is in a regular white offensive shirt, and they've been able to hit him. Fair game, huh? Yeah, and they've been, you know, there have been a lot more tackling in spring ball. Kalani, you know, pointed out that they have to be a better tackling team in the Big 12. He didn't love the way they tackled last year and said, we're going to up the physicality of spring practice. We're going to tackle more to the ground, get a little more practice. Maybe maybe uh, we've taken for granted that these guys at this level can tackle and don't need to do it that much, so they've been tackling to the ground. Good. Remember, we had Chris Hoke on uh, mm-hmm. the, the, last week? the star for the Pittsburgh Steelers for more than a decade, and, and he said, you have to be physical. You have to tackle in practice. So he was really glad to hear that they're tackling more in practice. And so... We're all going to be looking to see how the defense does. Now, uh, the defense, word from spring so far is, um, they've been especially good in the red zone. So the offense may move the football, but they get down inside the 20, and the offense had a hard time scoring because the defense gets real aggressive the closer they get to the goal right. line, playing you know gap sound and getting after it and blitzing and making it hard to run the football and playing press coverage. And so let's look for that in the scrimmage. It's going to be fun. So 3 o'clock here, mountain time. And then after that is the alumni game. That's at 5 Mountain, 7 Eastern, live on BYU TV, free to the public. Here's what's going on over at the stadium. Um, so we've had a lot of snow. Yeah. Uh, this, unlike the baseball field, the stadium doesn't have a heater underneath it. And so they had to get the snow off the stadium to paint the lines for the game. And then after they get the lines painted, uh, I was asking our friend Scott Kavanaugh, are you going to cover it? Because the storm's coming in Wednesday, Thursday, right. early Friday. And uh, he was talking about field temperatures. And, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sure that's important, but I don't understand anything you're talking about. But they're trying to get the field painted. Then I think they'll cover it because we have snow coming. But the forecast for Friday afternoon is partly cloudy with a high of 45, kind of like what it's been today. Yeah, today's not been bad at all. And um, that would be sweet. That would be Dude, sweet. That would allow I, us to you know just what I, have you know what I'm getting tired. And I know I shouldn't complain because we need water. So I've got to like get my mind right. But I just, I walked by my Alexa screen again. And that red dot, if I can't, if I see that red dot anymore that says winter storm warning or winter storm watch, yeah, I might go crazy. And I've got to drive to the airport again tomorrow. Well, don't look at it. <laughs> like, you're I don't know how see many times I've, dropped, I've driven to the airport in a blizzard this year, but it's been a lot. And I drove. There was a skating rink. I out drove there in a blizzard night. last. What day was it? Last Friday, I drove in a blizzard. I'm going to drive in a blizzard tomorrow. Well, just get back in time for well, Friday. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be back in time. That's what. That's what. I'll that check matters. out Seattle, which is supposed to be sunny and nice, which is unusual for there. And then you're, I'll be back. You got to go to Seattle for the sunshine. Yes. Um, so. 
Last week, we talked about the offense, the receivers, tight ends for the alumni game. Mm-hmm. Week before, we talked about the quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks again with Max Hall coming up. But let's spend a couple moments before Elaine joins us on uh, uh, the defensive guys. These are, the, these are some of the all-timers coming back, and their job is to intercept Ty Detmer, John Beck, Max Hall, Brandon Doman, Matt mm-hmm. Berry. So their job is to come in and cause some trouble. Now, we're going to give you the list of the defenders, and we think they're all going to play, but there will usually be some that go, you know, I'm stiff or my doctor didn't approve me of being on the field. I, I, in warm-ups, I pulled a hamstring. Yeah. So uh, let's go over Team Royal. Here are the stars for Team Royal who are going to defend against John Beck and Brandon Doman. Yeah, so uh, in the secondary, you're going to have Derwin Gray who we've had on the show. Was he just on with us a couple of weeks yep, ago? Re- yep. the, the, the Reverend Derwin Gray. Right. right. Gennaro Guilford, BYU's current starting, our, our cornerbacks coach and big star for BYU. Uh, Micah Hanneman, who's, I mean, it seems like Micah could still play in the NFL. So yeah. I, I think that, that he's going to be fit. Aaron Francisco played a lot of years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. One of the great enforcers at that safety position. Travis Uale, um, who also was starting at that strong safety position for for, for BYU's Kellen's backup back in the old day. My, right. old, my old son Kellen's backup and then played side by side with Kellen Keenan Ellis. You remember that Keenan um, left that Arizona game with a concussion. That was a career ending concussion, but flag football, he can play. Yeah. I, I I'm happy to see him at yeah, back be there. Fun to He's see in Ke- law school now. And yeah, so fun to see a- Keenan out there. Um, Kavika Fanua, who is, you know, should be in good shape, younger, uh, Juan Yuna, uh, who, who, uh, I would think would be in good shape. Alani Fua, Big Daddy Fua. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's been a few years, so I don't know if Alani. It's been a few for I, I a lot if, of these I don't guys. know if Alani's like big, <laughs> really big daddy, or just like big daddy like when he was playing for the Cardinals. We're going to find out. Isaiah Kafusi, who should be in great shape. Bronson Kafusi, who we know is in great shape. And Ryan Denny, who's one of the older guys, but never is in bad shape. Yeah. So that's the defense for Team Royal. Here's who Navy, these are the guys who are going to try to pick off Ty Detmer and Max Hall. You've got David Nixon, our colleague from BYU TV, Brian Logan, another BYU TV colleague, Corby Easton, Andrew Rich, Brandon Bradley, Ben Criddle, Gavin Fowler. Is Gavin going to go? So, yeah, so here's so he Gavin, just on Gavin's there? on the team and he's kind of helping coach them and put stuff together. I said, Are you going to play? He goes, Dad. Like, I get a chance to be on the field every single solitary week. He's like the youngest on his team. With with the fans in here, I get this experience. This is for our our former players to come back and to experience that again. I don't need to do that. Well, they might need him. Uh, Brian (laughs) Keel, last year's hero who caught the Hail Mary pass from Max Hall, is going to try to defend against Max Hall this year. Brady Papenga, Kelly Papenga, Cameron Jensen, Brandon Ogletree has been on the show. Yes. Uh, Matt Payne. Is coming in, so you got a kicker who's uh, was like the biggest hitting kicker that, that we've yeah, had. Yeah, Andre Naliai. So it's th- there's some good there's some good players. I was talking to some of the older guys, and I was like, I see Gavin's on your team, but he's not going to play. And they go, Oh no, we actually need him to play. Yeah, they need him to play. <laughs> We're the old guy team. So. We're not sure how this is going to go, but uh, the quarterbacks for the game, as mentioned, Detmer, Hallbeck, and Doman. So coming up later in the show, Max is going to join us. What can we expect from Ty? It'll be Ty's first competitive. Yeah, game in the stadium since the year after he won the Heisman Trophy, his senior year, which was the following year of of his Heisman conquest, and I think a lot of folks just want to go see that. And you know, this this we didn't know what to expect. Last year was our first go with this thing. It's a made for TV event. Come on in, Elaine. While we're t- it's made for TV, we're going to have reporters in the huddle while they're calling the plays yeah, yeah. for Pete's sakes and, and getting reaction right on the field. I hope our guys don't get hurt, but they're going to be right there. We may even have a, a we maybe even have a, 
a surprise sideline. We may report, have a surprise sideline um, that, that you're yeah. going to all know. So, so uh, that's all coming up. Uh, Can you hear? Here later? later in the air. Okay. We're going to get your mic switched on. As I introduce our first guest tonight, was a student at BYU when Max Hall was the quarterback over at the football stadium just a couple years ago. He dazzled the crowds with his ability to throw the football while she entertained the masses with the drums and guitar. Still putting on a show as the drummer for the band Neon Trees. Our pleasure to welcome Elaine Bradley to the Wise Guys. As mentioned, maybe the coolest guest we've ever had on the show. I don't Certainly think- has worn the brightest sweater in the history of the show. Hello. So, hey, Thank welcome. You. I don't think it's... Good to have ma- you here. You can say maybe. Like, I, we can decide. Yeah. Can, well, right I, just, I just threw the maybe out to make her comfortable. No, like, you can... This is loud. Okay, the it's the coolest. I actually... I did some research. I, you know, I watched your podcast. I was like, what's the set like? Uh, what, how are my colors going to complement their colors? So wow. you know. Did you know I was wearing so, royal today? Uh, well, I assumed that some blue would be worn because <laughs> it's the wise guys. Yeah. So... That makes sense. It's That's good to have you awesome. here. Well, thanks for having me. I'm I'm honored. Take us to the rock boat offshore in Miami where the band played in January. What was that like? Oh, that was so fun. It was it was a blast. So I had never been on a cruise in my life. And I kind of had had the attitude of I don't want to ever go on a cruise unless I'm paid to go on one because You've heard those horror stories about being out at sea yeah. and like oh. an illness breaks out. They're always on YouTube. Yeah. I've done that. Done yeah. that. Had the illness break out. The guys in the white hazmat suits coming to the, the cabins next to us. So I've been on one of those. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. Or you have like, you get stranded or like a storm rolls in and everybody throws up, you know? So, so how I, far to sea, how far out to sea are we you? We went pretty far. So like we, we went from Miami and then we went to, I think it was the Dominican Republic first. Oh, wow. And then... I think the Bahamas. Was, was this that? like a full-on cruise ship size it was. vessel? It was the Norwegian Pearl. The oh, Norwegian yeah, Pearl. there you go. That's, so yeah. what did you just, you just horsed around all day and then the band played every night or what? Um, better than that. We only played three of the five nights. So oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was basically like a really fun hang and like a meet and greet one and three shows, which were great also. So it was a great time. I have a great job. Were there, uh, yeah, this yeah. is this is a great job. That's Everybody always wants to do something else. Everybody always says to Dave and I, man, you just get to sit courtside and talk about a basketball game, and then you get to sit there and call a football game? What kind of a job is that? And we get to you get to talk to Elaine Bradley and do it. But we all want to be musicians. That's yeah. what I want to be. I don't, I don't know if I really want another job. I, yeah. I like this one. I love getting to work for BYU TV for Grace Notes. Like right. I feel like the two jobs that I have are like, personal dream jobs so i got nothing to complain so about. when we were Who in vegas you, can't, you don't your dreams don't come true and you don't get to do what you want to do right when, when we were in vegas for the west coast conference tournament keith urban opened his residency down there at planet oh, hollywood nice. and blaine and his wife had brenda hadn't seen keith urban and so we said we have to go and so uh so our wives came down yeah. we were done with our double headers and we went and he just uh he's just the best and and uh what did you think it would blew your oh, mind he, yeah he was so I'm I'm from New York, so I'm not a big country guy, right? Mm-hmm. So so, but I'm learning. My wife's from Utah, so there's like I watch, you know, I know Tim McGraw and I know some country bands. I'm like it's just some hip hop guy, so I do know Neon Trees though. Great. But um, and, and and I've gotten to know Dan a little bit, Reynolds. So I follow Imagine Dragons pretty close. But but um, just the sheer energy. Like I was blown away. First of all, how good he is as a guitar, as a guitarist. Oh, he is excellent. a phenomenal yeah. guitar player. He might player. be better at guitar than he is at singing. He's a great singer. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it, it blew my mind how good he was because he was playing lead, like a bunch of the leads. And, yeah. and I was, uh, first of all, I was blown away by that. 
he's also a phenomenal entertainer. Like the show was well put together and it was, it was great entertainment value. And even though I didn't know very many of his songs, I knew a few of them. I just, I thought it was fantastic. Well, and Keith Urban does the good thing where he is a country artist, but not really. No, he's a country rock. He's like, like, he's a country for everyone. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're sitting there. My wife just likes Keith Urban. Yeah, so does mine. I don't even think she cares about his music. She just likes Keith Urban. So we're sitting there. He's a little too fancy for me. We're sitting there wishing we were rock stars as we're watching that. uh, But you get a B1. And so I you're mean, on this cruise ship. Okay. Okay. And yeah. the, so the day goes, you're, you're jet skiing and watching dolphins and all that stuff. No, but when does the band go, start playing? We did go jumping off of waterfalls in the Dominican <laughs> oh Republic. God. So okay. that was pretty fun. That's cool. But also there was toilet paper floating in the water. So it's like. That's not in cool. In the Dominican Republic? Yeah. Okay. Scratch that one exactly. off. Exactly. Like you jump off and you're like, yay. And then this, you know, this That's stream not, yeah. of toilet paper. And you're like, oh, we don't know where oh, that came from. Oh, this is where the sewage comes down to the yeah. ocean. Okay. So okay. You, you just kind of close your mouth and hope for the best. Right. So you survive that how does a show happen on the boat okay well so the norwegian pearl as i said is a pretty big (laughs) boat right so they do it to where the main deck where the pool is half of the pool is closed and they had you know boards over it or whatever so the main show area was there yeah and then on the sports deck which i was a little upset with that they had to close the sports deck to have shows yeah that's okay with us though i mean is it anyway (laughs) at least the gym was open so i got to hit the gym yes good but good Sports deck was where they had like a smaller show area. Then there was a, there's like an amphitheater in the boat. Like, okay. yeah. So that's pretty big. It has like the seating stadium seating or whatever. So that was like a mid-sized venue. And then they had a couple other small like lounges or whatever where you'd play. So we played the main deck once we were supposed to have played it twice, but the second time it was way too windy. Yeah. So it was like super dangerous. The first time it was super windy cause you're on a, a boat, right. you know, yeah. which in international waters. The, yeah, I started doing the updo because of... Because <laughs> of wind. Yeah. because yeah. I mean, got to you know, see. I, all my hands are busy, right? <laughs> yeah. My legs are busy, so I can't use my foot. No. Even if I were flexible, couldn't use it. And I'm singing this way, right? And the wind was blowing from here. So, so the just, hair is just doing this thing. Into my mouth. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of... <laughs> and then nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> right. You know? Or see it. Exactly. So anyway, the second show that we were supposed to have on the boat deck, which was supposed to be the last final right. show, actually got moved to a different venue because it was just too dangerous. Different crowd every night or was it the same folks just coming to see you again? Well, I think it was different because there are shows simultaneously going on all around the boat, like at least four or five shows like staggered happening. Oh, it's wow. like so, Vegas on the open water. Yeah. So what we thought, like we were like, well, how does this work? This is our first time. There yeah. are so many people that have been there 19 years, 17 years, 15 years. Like, they, this is like how they spend their vacation money and (laughs) time you know so they were telling us no you never the crowd is never the same at the beginning as at the end because you go you either go to the first half of somebody's show and the second half of somebody else's show or vice versa okay yeah so they would just it was a steady flow about the same amount of people but just coming and going i think all these people stole my life that i was supposed to have (laughs) can you play the drum seasick uh, I, I didn't find out because luckily I didn't get seasick. You didn't get seasick. See, I would get ever played, Have you ever played before where you're actually moving while you're playing? No, that was weird. So the second show we had was <laughs> was down in that amphitheater, which was kind of lower and kind of towards the front of the boat. Yeah, right? so you're getting and a little was, bit of motion. And we were leaving port, so it was this. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for Tyler, our sweet and dear singer, yeah. I love him, he had a room that was like the envy of all of us until that day because oh. his room was very, at the very front of the boat. So it was like the view was panoramic and amazing and it was like wow so he had us over to his room and we're hanging out or whatever but that happens and he got so sick 
So he has to do the show and the oh. boat's still moving. So he had his head in the toilet until like downbeat oh. time. We were a couple minutes late. He got it together and was just <laughs> apologizing to the crowd. But he did great. The he show must together. go on though, right? That's it what does. that's the like we you know, you've told the story before. I was on a whale boat watching thing. I, w- I was seasick in five minutes. My kids were worse. Oh, no. D- Dave and I'm I like, were... if I see another fish and we just stayed out yeah. there forever, it D- was just Dave awful. and I were doing a live broadcast yeah. of a live sporting event in Colorado. And I ate some bad barbecue before the start of the game. And I actually, I like in the middle of the game while he's calling the game and it's live television, I just go like this and leave for a minute. Mm-hmm. No, he left. I didn't know he was coming back. I'm he's just like, I don't know. Like, the producer's what? talking in his ear. He's like, I don't know. Game's I don't know going he on. He's just doing play-by-play and color. And then I came back, and I had him take a garbage pail and just put a bunch of garbage can liners in it, like 10 of them thick. Yeah. And every time we went to a commercial, I would throw up. They'd wrap it up, take it off. If we'd do the next segment of the show, I'd do it oh, again. Oh, man. Show the show must go on. I once got Bali Belly, if you want to talk oh, about that. In you guys Bali? heard of that? Yes, in Bali. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, it, it struck it me hard. It doesn't sound good. It wasn't good. <laughs> and so the, the Bali show was fine. So it, I came down with it like the day after. We had a couple of days off between oh. Bali and Australia. And I had to fly later because I couldn't fly. Oh. I couldn't leave. I was I was room bound uh, for a good 36 hours not yeah i hear that I mean, yeah. that that whole area you or dengue fever or you, like all I kinds mean, of crazy just, stuff it over zapped there. me so hard so when i finally flew to australia i was not better i still hadn't eaten so it had been like three days of just like so my body is just gone and you got to play the drums with no energy so every time i you know the, the adrenaline takes over yeah. right. the show must go on but every time <laughs> i'd finish a song i would just lean on my oh. snare, oh. just on my snare drum. Just and like, and oh my you, goodness. you actually have the most physical job in the I, band, without well, question, right? It's it's Tyler or me. I think I think mine's more like consistently, but I mean Tyler is singing at full volume and he's jumping, jumping around. around. You right. know what I mean? So but it's you like, don't stop. I don't stop. Brandon, Brandon just over there the standing there yeah. playing he the bass. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he doesn't do it looking like that. He looks like he's having fun, but yeah. So so Brandon, we're talking about Brandon Campbell, of course, the bass player. Who we had on the show not not too long ago, um, he joined us in the fall. Uh, the bass player in the band. You both joined the band in two thousand six. Seven. Oh, was it seven? Or seven. Two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and he's he's. He's not quite as cool as you. That's why you're the coolest. I but mean, it was pretty fun to have Brandon I think on. we would both agree about that. Yes. But we're okay with it. We love each other. So you know? And you guys have been friends. He's got strengths that I don't have. Friend, friends yeah, he, and colleagues. He's good. What, what, what's it... What's the best part about being in a band? We, we talked. You talked about some of the challenges, sure, right? But but what's the best part about being in a band, and especially when you can just make a career out of it? Well, okay, so I'll tell you the best part about being in my band because I don't know what other people's experiences are like. But the things that I love about being in my band, I sincerely enjoy who I'm in a band with. You know, we're all so different, right? And hilariously so. Where it's like we're characters of ourselves sometimes. Like we call Chris the guitarist. He's a muppet because. He's just, he's such an interesting, funny, quirky, kind (laughs) individual. And he's just not anything like any of us, you know? Tyler is like gregarious and like such a performer, but he's such a real dude. 
You know, like he takes the stage and then he takes the stage, but off the stage, he's normal and fun and sarcastic and like such a good hang. And Brandon's a sweet individual who like just loves rock and roll. Like just love. I think of all of us, he loves rock and roll the most just as a genre. He's a purist, right? Absolutely. He's like, (laughs) I got that when he was on the show for sure. I feel like he's earned an honorary doctorate of rock and roll, you know, whereas I'm like, I'm more like, I love doing what I do, but I don't really care about the other people who have done it. You know what I mean? When he's like, this guy did it. Then and at this and this year it was actually this good. Did you know that he and was dropping all kinds of names? Yeah, yeah. he's like he yeah. was wowing us with he's his rock and roll history. Him. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. Actually. So, what's the plan for the neon trees the rest of the year? Oh man, we got so much exciting stuff going on. So we just finished up in the studio um, for an album. Oh, oh nice. wow, yeah. I mean, and how many solos do you, where do you, where do you, do you record? Uh, is it is it California? LA, yeah. Oh, in LA, we yeah. usually Everybody get in LA. LA. Yeah. Do you, are you prepared to announce you have some solos on there? Uh, I mean, me personally, it's it's all mouth solos. It's like <laughs> so. There's no song. It's like you know, even even Peter Chris from Chris from Kiss got his own song, yeah. And then everyone else sang the others. Are there any of those for you? No, unfortunately okay. all not. Right. But so, Tyler's great at what he do, does. Yeah. So I mean, I have my passion projects that like I get to do that in. But Neon Trees, I'm happy to perform the role I perform. Okay, and know? some drum solos in there. Heavens no, that is my least favorite part of really? any band. Yes, I mean, I think it's cool that people can do what they do but it's usually after like 10 seconds i'm like then now move on you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not a i don't call myself a drummer really people are like oh you're whatever drummer and i'm like i don't really even consider myself you're a drummer. musician and is that you what you play the guitar as well right I do. You, in fact you started playing the guitar or well i started playing the drums and didn't care about it right i only did it because it was fun like to bang on stuff but i never thought about it like i'm gonna be a drummer yeah. it was just like oh these are fun and then i wanted to sing in a band that's all i ever wanted to do was sing in a mm-hmm. band and then I started playing the guitar because I played the drums in my band only until we could get a drummer. This was back in high school. Right. Yeah. And then we got a really great drummer. And then while I was on the drums for that like year and a half, I was watching the guitarist. So I just learned that way. And then I played guitar for like seven years. Yeah. I was staying in a band and toured, whatever. And then I was, I would watch the drummer and I was like, oh, that's, that's how, how you do, do it. it. <laughs> so then I came to BYU for college. Yeah. Shout out. Right. Cougars. Wow. Yeah. Um, that and sounded just like it. It did. Cosmo. It really did. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Anyway, I, that was a light one too. Was I good. could really yeah. dig in. It was good. <laughs> but anyway, so I did it. I had the drum set because I would just do it for my own music or recording. And I, as a favorite of a friend, was like, oh, I got some drums. Why don't we play guitar? You play the guitar, I'll play the drums because both of us on guitar kind of is dumb. And it was really cool. So I just kind of got stuck behind the drums as a favor to a friend. And that's how my life went. Sweet. <laughs> so here I still am. So when does the album come out? Uh, I don't know. We don't, we haven't really announced it. So you guys are getting the early tip. Okay, That's pretty right. awesome. So it's, it's done. Not, it's it's not done. So like it's almost done. You know when you're done recording. I don't know if you know this, but when you're done recording, there's so much else. There's like the mixing and the mastering yeah. and the tweaking mm-hmm. and the I don't know and the what about uh, and do, you know? and sometimes do you do you go back and record other tra- uh, more tracks? That's happened historically. Yeah. I think we're done, but you never know, right? You know, so we don't have a release date yet. We're just gearing up. There's a lot of exciting and things. And a tour like. comes after that. That's the hope, man. Okay. That's the hope. Okay. So now, we're, now we're be rallying. honest. Uh, in these songs that you've got, is there one that's going to top Animal? Is there one where you just go, oh, this well, I mean, people are going to love this one? I don't, I love, here's do you the love thing, them all? I'm, I'm really excited about this album. Like, I liked, I've liked everything we've done. Yeah. Like, do you, have, do you have a favorite song that you guys have recorded? Like, just ever? Ever, that you've ever recorded. Because it's probably not one that everybody thinks it is. I mean, it's not. Be- well, it, it is what people would think it is if they knew it. Okay. So on our third album, Pop Psychology, there's a song called Unavoidable that Tyler and I wrote together. You know, so it's like a duet. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I sing just as much lead as he does. And so it's 
cool and exciting. And it's like, huh. a, you know, it's like a person, like you were saying, like everybody gets there. That's what I was like the one time. So do you have, do you have an idea though, which one's going on the radio first? Do you, when you walk out of the studio, do you just, do the four of you have a feeling? No, I mean, it's... It's like, this is a hit. This one's going to be a hit. You well, your know? management always weighs in on that. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, you, that's how it goes. People go, oh, I think... But it's funny. We all have different ideas about it. and But you do have, like... You definitely have, like, the one or two or three contenders where you're like, ooh, this could be a single. But what do we lead with? Because the thing about Neon Trees, if I may toot our own horn... Sure. Is we have a lot of album songs that could have been singles. It's just... Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, the way that music industry is, you just you, rarely do you have a band that gets a bunch of singles off of an album anymore, right. you know, because people just move on so quick. But I feel like we have a lot of songs that could be singles. So it's just choosing and it's hard. Yeah. And, it's like and, when, and do you guys child. collaborate well with <laughs> management and the producers and all that? I mean, everybody's watched the um, Queen's story. Sure. We're, we're the, the Bohemian we're, Rhapsody. Yeah, where he's like, nobody's going to listen to a song that long. And they're like, well, we're out then. And you're going to be the guy that, yeah. that lost queen. That was which, back yeah. when, um, the musicians had any kind of leverage. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's not a thing. Doesn't anymore. happen anymore. I mean, you can, we have principles, obviously there are things we won't do and like right. things that we put our foot down about, but like, it's, it's just not, it's not like, like that, that anymore. anymore. No, it's not. Because like not. labels will be like, whatever. Whatever TikTok yeah, artist is coming yeah. up, we don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Like, we don't even have a label. We have our own label. So that's not a thing anymore. But when we did have a label, it was not that dynamic. No. We put our foot down about some stuff, but other stuff, it's like, listen, you're one of hundreds of bands that we could be working with or millions that are trying. You know what I mean? So you don't have a lot of leverage. So you just do your best. But, but, if, but if they said, uh, this one's not going to make the cut and you guys were adamant. No, we really want that one. Okay. On well, album. here's a, can I tell you a funny story yeah. about everybody talks, which is to date, like numbers wise, our biggest single, right? right? I love it. Our label actually said, we're going to not support that song anymore. Like a week before it hit. So it came out and it was out for a few weeks and they were like, we don't want to support that song anymore. And we were like, oh, but wait, <laughs> but wait. And we got that Buick commercial, which ended right. up being the Neon Trees Everybody Talks commercial because nobody right. remembers what that commercial was for. <laughs> but they remember our song was in it and yeah. we were in the bus. I sold a lot of Buicks. Yeah. Well, yeah well, I think it sold a lot of our song is what it <laughs> yeah, did. No, it did. Thank but, you but, to Buick. But they ran that campa- campaign for an extended period of time. Oh, so yeah. everybody was, a, and, and that ad was on major sporting events and major shows. Like yeah. it was, it was big. It Absolutely. really got you out there. So we, we had filmed that already and it hadn't come out yet. And they were oh. like, we're going to pull our support of this song. And we were like, can you just wait till that thing comes out? Just would you wait? And so luckily like they relent management begged them, please don't. So they relented and they were like, okay, well we'll see what happens. And then that thing came out and it oh, was just, it just killed. And then management said, we knew it all along. Right. We just, we just, no, we just I, knew we, that. You just, you just go like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Elaine Bradley's on the wise guys, BYU grad drummer for neon trees. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and YSGuys.com. And we invite your reactions all over the world to join us here tonight. As uh, so let's climb into one of the, the let's talk about, about grace notes for yeah, a second it's, 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 yeah. it's really cool so you host grace notes uh, on byu tv um, it allows you to climb into the minds of uh of musicians to get backstories about their songs and that and that kind of stuff um how fun you you mentioned that you love that you have these two lives what 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 is about about that show and about that opportunity that you love so much and oh, tell man. people about that a little bit okay so grace notes just for those who don't know which is many probably is uh, a music show on BYU, byu tv you can stream it online for free and it's basically 
artists who either are Christian artists or who are Christians who happen to be artists, and we have them on the show. They perform usually a stripped-down version of what their songs are, and then they sit with me on a couch. I'm in a comfy chair. The comfy chair is nice. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we, we, should, we need to get comfy chairs. These are nice. Yeah. These are nice. If I were leaning back, you'd have lumbar. It's support. always more yeah, comfortable. It's, good. it's, good. it's more comfortable to being the host in a comfy chair. Oh, Because you know exactly where you're going, and they don't. As an aside... I hate sitting. So like <laughs> I, all of my jobs required me to sit. Yeah. It's really frustrating. Yeah. I fly a lot. So that's sitting. Yeah. You're not allowed to just pace no. the airplane. It's, it makes us you know nervous I mean? yeah. when someone's yeah. pacing. Absolutely. So I get up as much as possible within social boundaries. But anyway, back to Grace Notes. <laughs> so I'm in a comfy chair and then I get to talk to the artists about like, it's cool because we don't really trifle with, uh, how did you get your band name? Or like, oh, tell me about how you started playing music. It's how did you form a relationship with Jesus Christ? Right. You know, how did you gain you're like it, whatever you believe is hard one tell me about that process and tell me about the songs that you wrote and, and these are mostly christian musicians yes is that right? absolutely christian musicians okay. i mean mostly we've had a few on that were more agnostic but spiritual people right. mm -hmm. which is great too because i mean everybody's got something to contribute everybody's lived a life and seen things so it's really cool to get to communicate with people on that level immediately. So what I usually do, since it's a deep show and I don't chit chat well, I love conversation. I do not chit chat well. Passing time for no reason, just dip dip dip. I can't do it. It's usually like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, tell me about the most traumatic thing that happened in your childhood. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like that kind of like level, <laughs> wow. right? So that's that for me. It's like it feels very natural. So usually the guests sit down before the camera's rolling. They have to do light tests and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll talk to them about snacks or something like that. I'll be like, tell me about your favorite snacks, which is also one of my favorite topics to discuss. By the way, snacks. If you want to talk about snacks? Okay. Oh, we we talk about breakfast cereal here. Yeah, that's so coming up. That. Yeah, that's, that's coming up. up. So all right, okay. <laughs> I look forward to that. So when when Grace Notes is being recorded at BYU TV, often our show is also being recorded yeah. at a different part of the building and and there's like an army of people with the grace notes and then there's uh just a sniper relief with yeah. with uh, after further review for example and they're like hey could you do do us a favor could you could please you, stay out of yeah, could you stay out of the dressing room right, but we know her they're, they're, using said, studio, it, it, they're using studio a you guys need to go to studio c and, and, mind and could you keep it down yeah. in there and then we look through the little glass and we go we know her. If you, if she knew we were out here, she would she say, would let like, us come on the it. show." I, listen, I I they do kind of treat me like the precious. Like, which <laughs> yeah, I we're not exaggerating. I here. know, but that's a, the thing is, like, I, I don't know that I require that, but at the same time, I understand it because yeah. you got to be in a headspace to like do a show like that, you know. So you don't want to be. Our colleagues, our colleagues at BYU believe we are the no. Here's the, here's the thing: I've never heard anybody call Elaine a diva at the station, but they call Dave one. I'm not a diva, Dave. Sometimes, why? I don't even know what that means. What do you do? No, no, we have a vote sometimes, but I'm like, all right, everybody. Here's the argument right now: Who's a bigger diva, me or Dave? And and I'm like, all those that say Dave, everybody. It's Dave. Oh, nice. You know, as the writer of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you have a vision. There we go. You have a vision for how sure things are go. supposed to go. And you know, you, you know what you want. And and then that usually happens. Yeah. And then that's usually when I, okay. oh. if, Luckily, we, if we need Dr. Peppers, they magically show up. Oh, things absolutely. Like that. That's, that's true. Yeah, he, does get, he does get what he wants. They do get, they did give me special crafty, you know, yeah. crafty for all those who aren't on the phone. And when you're in the green they, room, just so yeah. you know, so we're crafty, out. Crafty is all the snacks and the food that it's they bring. It's a snack spread, right? And they have tables full of stuff for us when we do shows. And it's usually, if I, may just overgeneralize it's usually just crappy food yes. it's usually like packaged things like and people get excited because who doesn't love a table full of free right. packaged snacks right yeah. but i'm kind of a 
I'm a little bit of a diva in that way. Are you like a food like, purist? I am not gonna. No, I love a. I love a cheat snack. I oh. freaking love it. Not even cheat. I just love a treat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. a, I love a like treat. what? Like ding dongs? No. Like I don't, what? What's no, a treat? I have standard like dark chocolate almonds. <laughs> I have standard. Ding dongs are surrounded by dark chocolate. So dark no, chocolate almonds. That's wax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like dark. <laughs> I like dark chocolate almonds. So I love that's dark a, chocolate almonds, and I love like so. If I'm gonna like Ben and Jerry's, I will down a Ben and Jerry's in one sitting. I love it, but I'll, I'll do it on purpose. I don't that wanna, would be a snack. I don't want to eat sugar in my like nutrients. Do you know what I mean? So like that table doesn't offer me a lot. So they did nice things. But I was like, hey, can I get some, you know, you know, those little, uh, oh, snapped like pickled things. They have like pickled carrots and pickled that peas sounds and stuff way like too healthy. Beans. Yeah, you, lo- you lost delicious. me at pickled. Oh, I love pickles. <laughs> I grew up in a house where you ate ice cream every night before you went to bed. My mm. entire growing up time. Mm. Yeah, I would love to do that. So sometimes I can't I anymore because yeah. I have to sometimes, watch my figure. But you sometimes know. I do that. I'll I'll go through phases. Where I'll be like, yeah. and that's enough of that. We have we bought six <laughs> things of Ben and Jerry's the other night at the grocery store. Were my, they on sale? My, Did you go? No, to my no, daughter in law. Like Fifty bucks. My daughter in law and my my son. <laughs> they were at the grocery store with me, and they said, "Dad, didn't you grow up in a house where you guys ate ice cream every night?" Mm. And I go, "Yeah." And they go, "You don't even have ice cream in your freezer." And I go, "No, I do not." And they said. No, we're going all out. Unacceptable. Right now. Six things of it. I love that. So it's, you get to grill musicians about their backstories. So we want to grill you on yours here oh, for yes. just a couple minutes. Because there's some fascinating things that's happened in your life. Let's go back to when you were seven. Okay. Your your family, you sing, doing the dishes and all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Your brother gives you a Led Zeppelin cassette tape. tape. He does. Yeah. What was your favorite song on that tape? Okay, well I can tell you. So he gave me a couple at the same time. He gave me Led Zeppelin one. Amazing. Just, I mean, the drums on that are so Look, weird. I have five sisters. When they were seven, I was never thinking, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them a Led Zeppelin cassette. Oh, He's luckily. an ACDC guy, though. Okay. Oh, but, okay. but. Which I don't get. I mean, but, but your I brother. Either. It's like one song over and over and over. Yeah, I don't get it. But uh, no offense. That's for another show. But <laughs> your brother gives you this cassette and, and some magic happens. It does. Okay. So first of all, that was the brother that I always like thought was so That was cool. your favorite one? Yeah. You know how okay. you have that sibling where you're like, they're so cool. And, and you I'm had the six older, six right? older siblings okay. and the youngest seven. So like they all had their, their value, value added, you know, mm-hmm. but like he was the one where I was like, Oh dude, he's just so cool. You know? <laughs> so he gives me tapes and I don't think whatever I think oh, you're giving me something. I will pay all of the attention to it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're cool and mm-hmm. I want to be around you and I want to be able to talk to you about what you gave me. So like, give me an excuse. Was for he like 15 me. at this time or what? Uh, so he's 10 years older than me. So he's 17. Oh, he's 17. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, old enough so, to appreciate. So he's, that he's, that's, that, that's at the age where you're really into music. Oh yeah. Too, he'd, so. he'd actually moved out and then come back home. So like okay. he came back home. And then gave me this tape. And, and we're like, Stairway oh. to Heaven on this one okay, or what? Okay, so Led Zeppelin one, it's, it, yeah. It, it was actually Physical Graffiti. That blew my mind. So I'm listening to Physical Graffiti, Cashmere. Do you know the song? Yeah, I do. I think Kanye sampled it. Da-na-na. No, yeah. was it Kanye or was it Puff Daddy? I don't Da-na-na. know. Blaine would, you Da-na-na. should know that. That's in your Da-na-na. genre. I don't know if Kanye or Puff, uh, that is my genre, but I don't know who yeah. did that. Anyway, one of those, yeah. one of those okay. really yeah. large rappers, yeah. not in size, but in, you know. Big in fame. Uh, status. In fame. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, that the bridge of that song, it opens up in a way, and it gave me goosebumps for the first time, music-wise. And so I remember feeling like, oh, you know, and I, I remember rewinding that tape to that spot, trying to chase that same feeling. I feel like I've been chasing that feeling ever since. Really? You know, yeah. where you're just that first time of like, oh my goodness, that made me feel all the feels. Nah, I got to get it again. And so I think I fell in love with like rock and roll through Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But then 
I also had a bunch of older siblings that loved Depeche Mode. So oh, I would yeah. listen to Depeche Mode tapes all the time. And is too. it true your family would sing Depeche Mode doing the dishes? Absolutely. That's how like I would Like people or people, they'd be singing that while you're doing the dishes? Absolutely, yes. That's awesome. And I'm trying to think <laughs> Neon Trees, would I say that that's a blend of Depeche Mode and Led Zeppelin? There are definitely elements. Because we're a pop rock band. Yeah. So you have the pop of Depeche Mode with the rock of Zeppelin. Like, I think a lot of people are surprised when they see us live because we're a rock band right. playing pop music. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah, that's, that's so, so it started with Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It did. So, cool. so now we're we're going to jump to your 13th birthday. You want a new drum set. That's what you want for I your do. birthday. Um, your parents are going to take you shopping. But no, my the, mom. Yeah. But instead of going to get a drum set, you okay. go on a shopping spree for clothes at the mall, but yeah. you never quite get to the mall. Okay. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a cute story. My mom's a gentle, cute, just a sweet lady, sunny disposition, you know, just she bats her eyes and she's uncomfortable. Like, oh, I we send our me. best because we're going to send you the podcast and you Absolutely. can send it to yes. your mom. Carolyn, lover. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so I had had a Sears drum set in sixth grade when I was twelve, mm -hmm. and I had just beaten it to death. It was done. You know, the yeah, the skins were just like, like you could just oh, hit, yeah, hit right through them. Crazy, and it didn't sound good anyway. But I played it all the time, so I'd proved like, okay, this isn't just a phase. I'll I'll play it. You know, so I'd ask for a drum set and. My mom's like, well, for your birthday, we're going to take you on a clothes shopping spree. And I wasn't a jerk, but I was not. I've never been a jerk to my parents. I've, nice clothes are I've nice. I've done things, yeah. Yeah. you know, that disappointed my parents. But I was never like on purpose, like, yeah. you old people don't know. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. You know, great. So we're driving to the mall and we get off of the freeway and you're supposed to turn right to go to the mall. And she turns left. And I'm like mom the mall's that way and she's like oh and she is kind of a flippity jib like oh, oh. like so it's very <laughs> believable right she's like oh 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 and just keeps driving that one i was like okay why don't you turn around and it was actually one of those adult triple x stores no. so i'm like turn around and she's like i wouldn't want anyone to see me turning around there so like it was all very believable excuses yeah, yeah. and then we arrived at the music store oh. and parked and so i think we're turning around right i doesn't even occur to me and so she parks and i'm like what are we doing? And she was like, well, we're here to get you a drum set. And I, I, my mind was just ear, out of my ears. See, melted, aren't parents blown. the coolest wow. in they the end? They are sometimes. They yeah. really are. What, yeah. what, what was, what brand was it? A Tama. It was a rock so star. It, it was actually a real, no, it was real. A real like drum I set. Like I said, they got me the, the, the starter $150 Sears kit that right. just did not stand the test of time. It took a year and it was done. So yeah, they got she me got a real, a real one. set. And that was the one I played all the way through... Until I got a Pell Grant in college and started playing drums again, and then I bought a Sonar. That was like my nice. own. But I had yeah. that one all the way up until then. That's wow. a cool story. What are you playing now? Can you say what you're playing now? I absolutely. I'm endorsed by Gretsch, and I love it. Oh, Gretsch, everyone by Gretsch. What symbols? What symbols? Zildjian, endorsed by Zildjian, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. I have to. I would, I would have. See, the thing is, I didn't want to be endorsed by whoever would give me stuff. I want to you be, endorsed be endorsed by, by who you want to use, yeah, right? I wanted, which so I think is awesome. Yeah. I chose Gretsch because their worst kit is better than most mid kits of other brands. You yeah. know, so like even if so, if I'm doing a fly date, you got to rent a kit. I can't fly on a plane with drums, yeah. right? Yeah. So if I'm renting their worst kit, it's still great. So that's yeah. why I chose Gretsch. I always played Zildjian because they're awesome. Right. Zildjian's just the coolest mm -hmm. when it comes to symbols. So. Let's go to uh, another key moment. You're 21. Mm. Uh, you're outside of Chicago where you guys grew up. And uh, you're dating this guy uh, who doesn't drink, smoke, swear, mm. and all this stuff. And, yeah. and church at this point isn't that big of a deal for you. No. Um, well, I would say, I would, I would fix it. I would say God at this point was okay. not a big deal to me. But, but this is a Christian guy. But this is a Christian right? guy and you're like, like it. and you're yeah. like, dude, yeah. what, what's up? And he says to you, and I wrote this down, yeah. I think it's important to have a personal relationship with God. 
Yeah. He says that to you and that resonates. Because I ask him, hey, what religion are you? And he's like, I don't really have a one denom. I'm not a denominational Christian. And he's like, but I do think it's super important to have a personal relationship with God. When he said that, my mind was blown. Yeah, why? Well, because I grew up in religion. Right. And I grew up a Mormon, not a Christian. You know what I mean? And I grew up thinking that God was an angry God who just wanted to test me in the worst ways and wanted me to be unhappy to see how I would handle it. There's an Elliot Smith song that I constantly think of, think of where he says, they say that God makes problems just to see how much you can stand before you do as the devil pleases. I felt like that. I wow. felt like God would just do whatever. Like my mom once asked me in high school when I was getting really serious about like being in a band, she was like, well, what, what are you going to do if God, like, if that's not the path for you, like if, if God tells you that's not what he wants you to do, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm not going to listen. What kind of angry God would give me talents and give me a propensity and right. give me desire and then go, but you can't have it. You know, it just seemed so wrong to me. And I wasn't willing to listen. I was like, any God like that, I don't, don't want to. And I felt like that's he was such, like that, so I didn't want to ask. Brendan and I have conversations about this all the time, yeah. about how culturally, especially culturally. Yes. Because that's not really doctrine. No, we're but, a rules-based cul- religion. But culturally, sometimes yeah. we go beyond the doctrine and we give the wrong impression. We, we, well, we, here's the problem about truth claims, is when you, when you believe something is true capital T, then there is no room or grace for variance, right? So it's like you either do it this way or you're wrong, and I know that you are. You know what I mean? So yeah. We, yeah. we grow up feeling that pressure of like, uh, there's no way for me to be me in this because this entails all these cultural things. Right. You know? So, so you, you, Elaine will appreciate this more than anybody, but after what you just said, but so we get called to serve in a bishop of campus like four years ago. We go up and serve for three years on campus. And I'm like, what are we doing up here? Like, like uh, why would they call me to be up here? Right. And what we decided was one of the most important roles we would have is, is when these young, young people in the church would come and come with us with these issues um, that we would help them decipher. We, we would go, we would call, is that a thing or is that not a thing? Mm-hmm. Meaning, is this doctrine you're talking about, or is that some cultural thing that's weighed you down? Right. And and we would go, we would just go, no, that's not a thing. Right. That's not a gospel principle or doctrine. Absolutely. Quit worrying about that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can like let's focus on this. And and I feel like that's what we got put up on campus to help these kids understand. Absolutely. So it was that's really, valuable. it was really, yeah, it was really that. fun to to take that to understand what we we're supposed to be up there. Yeah. So, so the aftermath of this. Yeah, this so question changes your life. My, yeah. It changes my whole headspace, right? Yeah. So, and I'm a, I'm an honest person. I think I'm a candid person by nature. I don't know why. I feel like I've always been that way. I'm a very like outgoing public person until it's something private that I and yeah. then I'm like the most private person ever, you know. So like, I'm willing to share a bunch of things about how I think and feel and whatever, right? But then there are things that I hold like this, and I think one of the things I held like that up until that moment was I'm unlovable and God doesn't like me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I am fundamentally flawed. There's something wrong with me because I don't see it like you guys see it. I don't feel it like you guys feel it. What am I missing? And so it was like, oh, it must be me. I'm the worst, you know? So I feel like in that moment it was like, wait, God is an individual to have a relationship. I I don't think I'd even heard the the phrase, have a relationship with God. I don't know. I missed a lot growing mm. up. I don't know. It, I got a lot of the culture and a lot of the rules and not a lot of the love and relationship. You know what I mean? Mm, and yeah. I don't know. It, it's probably on me that I missed it, but I missed it completely. So that just changed my whole headspace of who God is. I was like, oh, he, 
he's someone to be known and he's someone who wants to know me. Not not somebody tell me what I am and have it feel like it's grinding gears, but somebody to go, "Um, I made you that way. You can be that and you can tell me about it. I never thought I could tell him about it. I thought I had to censor for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't tell him how I really feel. What so a I'm giant just not relief. Play. A giant relief, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? So, so once you, and I'm certain that didn't just come in a night. That that came no. up. That was a process Absolutely. to get to the point where that mindset changed, right? Well, it was, it was a, that was a night. That was one of those moments in life. I think there are only a few in life where you can, it's a, it's a feeling and it's like almost an audible like a shift wow. where my thinking just went <gasps> and a door opened up and I was like, okay, God is to be, God is a thing to, it's a thing. God's a thing. I should probably know. I'm an honest person. I should probably know what that means. Cause wow. I've never not believed in God. I just always thought it was one that I was afraid of and yeah. didn't love me or like me. Wow. You know what I mean? So it was like, oh, I should probably get to know him. So, so that was the hard shift that led to the development. Wow. And so then the development comes and leads to, to you getting active back in the church again and then you not for a while, but beautifully. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like you, that's no, what was, like there was a process, right? Yeah. There was a process yeah. from that point. There was a process that led you to end to going out on a mission. Absolutely, yeah, going out weird. and serving on a mission. Never you, wanted to do that. You, you meet Elder Bryce Taylor on that mission. I did. Which um, and <laughs> let, tell everybody why it was important that you met Elder Bryce Taylor. Okay, on well, that Elder Bryce Taylor. First of all, I have a ten-year-old son named Bryce after right. Bryce there Taylor. You go. This yeah. is how seminal Bryce is. It's like. He's, a, he's like, I he's hope on we the have, end. Yeah, he's I, in. I hope we like hang out in heaven. Absolutely, I hope that no. I don't know what heaven's like. Honestly, I don't think anybody does. But I feel like I'm. Gonna no one comes back to him. tell us. <laughs> just just one, the one who's come one back. Thing I'm sure of. There is football in heaven. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah. So why would you have these fervent feelings if there weren't something similar? <laughs> That's right. Right. But anyway, no. So Bryce Taylor. Um, and there's music. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, please, how yes. would you be able to feel the spirit through music if music wasn't a thing? I there's mean, music and there's sports in yeah. heaven. Let's just agree on that. Okay. I'm fine with that. Okay. So back to Bryce Taylor. I saw a quote today from Ella Fitzgerald who said, the only thing better than singing is more singing. Nice. So there has to be. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I can see so. that. Okay. So Bryce Taylor uh, never served together. We served like in similar zones. There was like a double zones that was called the street preach at the time is when you get together and you sing songs and talk to people on the street in Germany. This is where my mission was. And, um, he saw me across the way, uh, grab a skateboard from a kid I was talking to and do a flip and kick flip. And he was like, Oh, okay. Well, I got it. Yeah. Meet, okay. Meet That's her. the cool <laughs> sister. And then, and then he was in the missionary, like the office elders have yeah. kind of different rules. So they were allowed to listen to my music from before the mission and it was rock music, right? We're not talking about mission music. We're talking about like right. my rock band that I played guitar in. And he heard that in the, the band, they're like, he's like, what What are we listening to? Cause he was a rock kid. And they're like, oh, this is Sister Dodie. That's my maiden name. Sister Dodie's old band. And he was like, oh, what? So he got permission <laughs> from our mission on. president to call me. We'd never served together. We'd met like once, you know, I'd seen him, whatever. And he calls me right before I go home and he goes, hey, uh, it's Elder Taylor. I was like, why are you calling me? I automatically, I'm like, rules, rules. And he's like, don't worry. I got permission. It's all good. He's like, I need to know what are your plans for after mission? And I was like, well, I'm, I mean, I'm going back to Chicago and I don't know. We'll see. I might like apply to BYU. I might not. I don't know. And he's like, listen, I live in Utah. Come, come to BYU. And I was like, uh, okay. He's like, no, we have to play music together. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's jam, bro. Wait, like, this, and he's not talking about the... We're going to make beautiful music together. He's talking like, about, we're, we're getting a band one together. Bit, not one bit. We're getting no. a band right. together. Yeah, <laughs> so he gets my information. I'm like, whatever, I'll never hear from him again. I get home six weeks before him. 
living my life. And six weeks later, sure enough, bling, I answer the phone. Uh, Sister Doty, when you coming out? And I was like, uh, hello. And he's like, yeah, this is Bryce Taylor. When you coming out? Every, every Sunday he'd call me and start with wow. when you coming out. So I applied to BYU, got in, got a scholarship. I was like, how can I turn it down? So I came to BYU and that's the, the rest is history. And now you're on the wise guys. And he's also the reason I started playing drums because we got right. together to play the guitars. It wasn't that cool. I offered as a favor to a friend. He's my friend. You're right. on a band. Right. That yeah. well, and he played guitar. He played guitar. So, so it's like, okay, you, are, you already got that covered. I'll play the drums. Because, Absolutely. And let's face it, you were an accomplished drum, drummer as well. It's, I mean, now I am because of that. But I feel like I got back behind there after watching a drummer who was good and was like automatically better from air drumming and stuff. So wow. I was like, okay, I can do this. That's cool. Now Amazing. our research department um, did some stuff here. <laughs> yeah, is that you? So, uh, yeah, you, so, you, um, so you go on your mission to Germany. We Googled a list of Latter-day Saint Americans who served in Germany. We just picked some of the names. Yeah, okay. A few. Uh, here are the few. David A. Bednar. Okay. Current apostle, Joseph B. Worthland, mm. late apostle, Hugh Nibley, nice. Orson Hyde, uh. Alan C. Ashton, the founder of Word Perfect, yeah, that was Alan. his paper boy, yeah. and Elaine Bradley. Mm. There you go. That's a nice list That's a right list. There. That's a good That's list. That's a nice I list. I mean, don't forget that Uchtdorf was born there. And like well, yeah, but he didn't serve his mission there. He didn't. These are, he didn't. But how like, about he's that a, list? He's important. He is know? important, absolutely. He's, he's the silver fox. Don't forget but, him. But look, you're on that list, and Thanks. I think that's yeah. that's impressive. It's pretty cool. Now, we also found in our research that um, you openly talk about your Heavenly Father and how a combination of courage and trust, as you've said it, in Him is how you got to where you are in your life, even at this moment. Yeah, and, definitely. And the youth of the church, and I know you spent a lot of time with the young women uh, as an advisor and teacher, I never, Whether the I, young man, no, funny fact, I've never been in the young women. Weren't you in the young women when we met? No, but I was the Sunday Nine school teacher ago? for 16, 17 year olds. Okay. Calling. All right. Same, oh, same yeah. group, that same group. Yeah. That group of people uh, seem to be starving for your kind of experience of uh, God loves me. Yeah. Wants me to be happy and yeah. pave the way for me to do that. It's going to give me my choice, but it seems like your, your life message resonates back to when you were 17. Yeah. I mean, when I was 17, no, I, I, well, first of all, I was, I was, I think if anything, not ambivalent, but actually angry with God yeah. when I was 17, you know, and unwilling, I think I was an unwilling believer. Cause I just, I always felt that it was true that there's a God and there's, and I think to a certain extent, I developed my, my own personal testimony of Jesus Christ later. Yeah, I would almost even say post-mission. I feel like I became a Christian in my late twenties and thir early thirties. You know, and so I feel like that, and that's information hard one. I, I don't, I know we believe in Jesus Christ in our church, but we get so specific about so many things that it's like you, the doctrine of Christ gets all like, well, and then there's Joseph Smith and then there's, then there are modern day prophets, which is great. I mean, right. not talking bad about it, but I feel like Jesus Christ being the thing sometimes gets placed a little lower than it should. And I know that good old Russell M. Nelson has been... He's put right back square in the well, center, he's right? He's attempting yeah. to talk about him more, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, I, we've noticed that the last couple of general conferences were like, whoa. In fact, I just said, that's six straight talks on the Savior, mm -hmm. like which, yeah. was, which was I thought was really, really cool. Well, I feel like when you understand the role of the Savior... I, I mean, the Godhead, talk about the Godhead. If you understand the role of, of you know, God and Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, when you understand those roles, then you can understand yourself a little better and, and where you fit in and how they talk to you and 
what they expect of you. You know, and I, I feel like the, the spirit is how we get communicated to, you know, and Jesus Christ is our advocate and our savior and God is the ultimate creator. But Jesus Christ then like was the sub creator. It's like when you, when you understand that stuff a little more and just their nature, w- what their goal is with you. And I think, I don't know. I think we assume things like be therefore perfect, perfect from like the root word, translated isn't actually right. like without sin yeah, or Yeah, Elder Holland's worked hard to try to get to people try to just people go understand that, that yeah, look whole. just do your best let be grace whole. do the rest yeah. Yeah. yeah so he wants you to be a whole like a like a body and a spirit together yeah. he wants you to be whole as Jesus Christ everybody's going to be whole because we're all going to get a body anyway I don't know I feel like we stress out about a lot of stuff we shouldn't stress out about and then don't stress about the stuff that we should, Probably should. we have a theme in our stake this Elena, year could, so we could hang out every day <laughs> We could hang out every day. So the theme in our stake around here uh, is that we need more Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. In our which, lives. Which we love. President Ogletree is like, all it's that just, stuff. Dave just gave a, gave a talk and uh, was a state conference you gave a talk. Where With all the wards. Yeah. He's had to come it. around. Yeah. But it's. Um, but it's the yeah, simplest of all things. It, it's so from a kid that grew up in New York um, where there were no members of the LDS church anywhere. Like I was the only one in my high school till my sister came. That doubled the population, right? right? Yeah. Um, when she was a freshman and I was a senior. But but it's um, and having people tell me um, my whole life, uh, well, you're not a Christian church. I'm like, what are you people talking about? Of course we are. It's the Church of Jesus Christ. It's like so. It's it's made me uber focused on that, and and uh, so like I love when it's a year like where we're studying the New Testament, mm. you know, and, the, yeah. and so that's that's it's. It's just forced me to, I've had to defend that thought so many times that it's made me roll up my sleeves and go, no, that's, that's what I need to focus on. That's what we all should be focused on. We're not focused enough on that. Yeah. So you and I see the same. Absolutely. And I feel like you can be a member of any Christian church and still not be a Christian. Like I, you know, like I feel like I was a member of the Mormon church and didn't know Christ for a long time. And then got to know and was like, oh man, this is revolutionary. This makes everything make sense. Like. I have been focusing on the wrong things for so long and it's made me miserable, you know? And it's so fulfilling you, to come to that realization. Yeah, that wow. like it's I don't need to stress about stuff that I was stressing about nearly as much. Jesus has got me. I think Elder Holland, such a cool, cool one of my favorite story. talks. Uh, are you like in a hurry? Can you hang with us up for Let's a little hang. bit longer? I'm okay. Good. Let's bring Max on. We got Max for just a few minutes. Uh, are you okay? Do you have a few questions for Max Hall? No, I oh. mean, I don't think so. All right. well, we I, have, you, you you having, Max we have some. Listen, we never met each other, but it, he's going to be like working with Ty Detmer. I, you know oh, that yeah. in sixth grade, I read two Di- Ty Detmer books. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like my hero. No for, kidding. Yeah. We got That's the right guy. Awesome. So Max Hall is quarterbacking in the alumni game on Friday, joins us live from Arizona and he's got a, he's on a tight uh, schedule. So we're going to, we're going to bring him in and we'll keep Elaine with us because we still have five questions Great. that we've got to do love it max good evening hey can you guys hear me what are yeah. you are you cutting what, a new that, album what's you, this are you in studio like what's going on right now with the whole bro. like mic guard and all that kind of stuff bro you guys know i got my own podcast don't you <laughs> yes yeah. we do know this and yeah we, so i finally got legit i got some gear that looks awesome. good uh, let us introduce you to the great elaine bradley drummer for neon elaine, trees right elaine max hall next. hello max hall how are you good how are you I just feel bad for you having to hang out with those dudes. <laughs> that. Why would you it. say that? We're your brothers and you know that. Come on. So allegedly. That's why I can say that. I know. That's exactly right. We were at BYU at the same time, allegedly. There you go. I wonder if we once walked the halls together. 
Well, maybe you we maybe visit and I'm the. I'm sure it was a magical moment. When you, did. <laughs> you, you, you were making music out on the field. You were the maestro out on the field, and, and Elaine was playing guitar and then drums and then becoming world famous and yeah, was cutting cutting records like everybody. So we talks got the four <laughs> the four members of the Neon Trees are BYU grads, and the great Max Hall is the winningest quarterback at BYU, all at school at the same time, and yet here in 2023 we finally brought. You together. It feels like it should have happened a long time ago. But I'm <laughs> it should have. It was a special time back then. You know, it's different now. It's not the same. Max, you got Ty Detmer. Uh, is he ready to go Friday night on the alumni game uh, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? You and he are teaming up with Team Royal. Uh, how's Ty's mind? How's his body? How's he? Is he ready? Am I? Are we live right now? Yeah, right? We're, yeah. we're always live. Come on, we're always live. Yes. Okay, I'm in. So. Ty's going to be ready. And the only reason he's going to be ready is because of me. All right? I forced him out there to our quarterback trainings, right? Made sure he was on point throwing the ball. So he's been throwing the ball a little bit. I've been reviewing film from last year, showing him what I did. Okay. I said, this is how you win it. And so he's ready to go. We got film going. We got practice going. He'll be ready. See, I, Max, you know that he told us a couple weeks ago that the standard that you set for this game last year was ridiculous. He's actually a little ticked <laughs> off about it because he says, how are we going to live up to that? A Hail Mary to end the game. First well, of all, you I, brought a playbook last year. You, you ran a bunch of stuff. You guys looked great. You were in shape. You were throwing the ball like you were still playing for the Cardinals. And, and then you throw a Hail Mary, and he's not happy about the standard. Listen, Ty, come, Ty should know about Stan. I mean, come on. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I set the bar low compared to what we should see this year from Ty. We're expecting great things from Ty, but it's funny that he says that because <laughs> I think one of the main reasons he wanted me on the team is so I could bring that playbook. He wants that playbook in hand so that we can we can dice him up, man. I'm How, telling you. Has he been studying it? It's our, it's our, it's our play. For ALA, Queen better Creek. know it, right? Yeah. So uh, how much, and he said that he's going to play a little and then he's going to have you play a little. How much are the two of you expecting to play Friday? I don't know. I'm sure we'll trade off a little bit, man. I, it's, we're going to have fun, but it don't matter. Both of us are ready. It just doesn't matter which one's in. Are you impressed you know? with his, uh, with, with his arms up and down 30 yards downfield? Yeah, his nickname over here is the microwave because the guy's always hot. He does. He yes, doesn't he need does. a warm up throw. <laughs> doesn't need a warm up throw. I I got to take a few warm up throws, right? He shows up, throws an eighteen yard comeback to the field like it's nothing. I go, okay, wow, microwave. There he is. His 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 reputation was that like nobody would get the ball up on time in the right spots like that guy. Hmm. Like it would always come up like guys aren't even into their break. The ball's coming out. They come out of their break. Bam, it's on him. Like he was just phenomenal that way. We, we have yeah. um, some, some of our viewers are, are asking, hey, will, be, will we be able to see the alumni game live on BYU TV? And, and the answer is yes, it will be on mm. BYU TV. And, and so they'll be able to watch it. Were you surprised at how many people watched that, that game? First of all, that came to the stadium to watch it. And then actually we were blown away by how many people tuned in and watched that game. Were you surprised by that, the interest? Um, actually... I mean, yes and no. And I'll tell you, yes, I, I was because no one's ever tuned into an alumni game like that. But at the same time, I thought BYU TV and, and the coaches and the administration did a great job of putting it on and promoting it to where it made it exciting to watch the game. But I think because the bar was set high last year, I think and everybody saw it or heard about it or saw the highlights. I think there's way more anticipation and excitement about the game this year. So I heard we might have double the amount of people there in yeah. person. Everybody's asking how to watch it. So um, 
Yeah, I, I, saw, I, th- yeah, I think it's going to be big. I saw a tweet from your high school down there where you and Ty coach about how proud they are to have you two representing them in the alumni game in Utah, yeah. which I, which I think is cool. Former BYU quarterback Max Hall with us on The Wise Guys, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and YSGuys.com, along with Elaine Bradley of Neon Trees. You know, you're going you're gonna to play for Royal, which is different than last year. The guy who caught the winning pass for you is now a guy who's going to try to intercept you because Keel and those guys are still on Team Navy. Is that going to be different for you? Oh, Keel's already talked his trash. He's already texted me and told me all about it. Actually, I'm, I, I, I instigated it because I sent him a picture of him holding up the ball after he caught the Hail Mary because yeah. that was Brian's moment. That was his only touchdown in, in the stadium. It was his moment, like live it up. So I sent it to him kind of, and he's like, yeah, I'm just sorry that you're going to be on the losing team this year. And I said, well, we'll see about that. But <laughs> the only thing is I, I, I'm super excited to be on Ty's team and to play with those guys. But most of the guys that I actually played with at BYU are going to be on the other team. So it, it'll be fun. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of talking and, and, and having a good time out there. You, you've got some good receivers. Like we were going through the, the list of who the receivers are for you and Ty. I'm here, here yeah. you know, margin hooks, James Dye, Neil Pau. Like I, I've been watching Neil work out. He's still trying to catch on with a, a national, you know, an NFL team. He's still um, legit. He's yeah, ready. Eleven Hefo still in phenomenal yeah. shape. So, so yep. you got some good receivers to work with um, this year. Probably better than Keel as a receiver, who's really a linebacker, right? But you, you had some oh, good yeah. receivers last year. But, but how about that group? Are you looking forward to working with that group? Yeah, I am because they're guys I've never worked with, never thrown to. You know, honestly, haven't been around a whole lot. So um, I'm excited to be with them, to work with them, just to have fun. I mean, but I, I am going to miss. It's going to be hard for me not throwing the ball to Austin and Dennis. Yeah. You know what Those I'm saying? Like, that's going to be tough. Those are your guys. I get Beck's going to throw yeah. to Harleen the whole night, too. So I, I think Dennis yeah. is just going to – he might switch over to your team due to inactivity. I, you know what? Dennis is going to show up, run maybe a stick route or something, and then he's just going to hang out and have fun. Like he's, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how serious he can take it with some of his injuries and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he doesn't too, have but, the hips yeah. for it, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm not he talking about dancing. He doesn't have <laughs> That's the cold. hips for it. That's cool. Yeah. So, how many times did you dislocate that hip? Three times in the NFL? Yeah, is it three times? It's just like. I think it was. I feel so bad. Whenever I think about it, it just makes me feel bad because he was just, he was on such a roll and playing. He was one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. And then the hip thing just got him. Hey, yeah. we, we've got you for just a few more minutes. Uh, so not only did you win 32 games at BYU, 33 if you count the alumni game last year. So we're going to count, <laughs> Let's count that. It. Let's That's count 33. It. You threw for over 11,000 yards and 94 touchdowns. Elaine saw most of those at the stadium. If she wasn't at the stadium, we're sure she was watching. Um, are you ready to reveal your top five plays? The Max Hall top five. Yes. You ready? All right. Let's start. Although with I'm still a little, I'm still back and forth on the fifth one. <laughs> we got, but, well, no, but we're going to start with five. We want to start, start with, with five, five we work and to go one. down to one. Is that going to mess you up because okay. you're not ready for five yet? No, I'm, I'll tell you. Okay. So here here's, no, here's no, number, number five. five. Here's number five, we're playing San Diego State. And this is kind of a goofy one. Okay. Okay. We're playing San Diego State, The and we're out of timeouts, and we're driving down the field, and the clock's winding. And we run a play. We get stuffed on the one-yard line. It's fourth down, and Coach and I yells out, Chevy. You guys remember this? Chevy, which at the time is quarterback sneak. Right. Well, I get up to go quarterback sneak, and there's 11 guys in both A-gaps. So I said, <laughs> I looked at the sideline. I go, I'm just going to take off to the sideline. And, see. and so I just took off, and I everybody pinched down. I ended up scoring. Doesn't seem like a big play, but it was one of my favorite hey, ones. Max, okay? Elaine, Elaine, just, <laughs> Elaine just said to me, 
there can't be 11 guys in both A-gaps. That's 22 <laughs> guys. There's only 11 guys on the defense. So, you know, she's right. She's, she's right. right. So but there was a, she's right. it, okay. But it seemed like there were 22 guys yeah. out there. All right, number four. Okay, um, hold on. I, got re- I, I keep going forward. So hold on. Number four is, oh, let me tell you what number four is. All right. Senior bowl game, uh, or not senior bowl game, but the bowl game my senior year, we're playing Oregon State, and we beat them pretty good. But I took a shot in that game. I, I stepped up in the pocket. I took a shot. And on that shot, I kind of got high load. Um, I partially tore my MCL. I cracked a rib. I, blood's coming out of my mouth. Like, And I remember getting up like, oh, man, that hurt. But I remember Coach Doman looking at me being like, are you okay? And for some reason, it set me off. I'm like, just give me the next play. Like, don't ask me if I'm okay. Like, give me the next play. So, the, so but all of Oregon the State show was chirping on. at me. They were chirping at me from the sidelines. So the next play, we ran uh, 95, and Dennis went right down the middle. I threw a touchdown pass to him, and I kind of did the high knees down Oregon State sideline. <laughs> nice. But what was funny about it is I almost fell because my MCL almost gave out. So oh it ended up backfiring. The Listen, show must go on. I'm going to call that the show must go must on play. That was a super windy night. I, I was there with yeah. my kids. My kids, my, my sweet daughters were probably saying, suck it up, Max. Get back in yeah, the game. Exactly. Doing that. All right. That's awesome. Number three, what do you got? Number three is fourth and 18. Utah, oh, my sophomore How year. can that be number three? I can hardly wait for one and two if oh that's my number three. Gosh, you know what one three. and two are. But number, yeah, I do know. number three, fourth and 18. Um, we're on our own 10-yard line. Coach and I just basically signals me four verts, Utah, three by one, four verts. I happened to give Austin a little stutter and go. I rolled out of the pocket. I had a And I had a separated shoulder at the time. I had separated my shoulder the week before versus Wyoming, full, fully separated. And so I threw that ball as far as I could. It went about 35 or 40 <laughs> yards, as far as I could. Somehow Austin got behind the defense. But I tell you what, even more so than the next two plays, I ha- or the next one of them, I have never heard Lavelle Edwards Stadium that loud. It was amazing. That pass. Yeah. It, it was, it, the feeling was. Well, while the ball was in the air, I've never heard it quieter. Oh. And then when the ball got caught, I've never heard it louder. Yeah, I felt like the, the whole contrast. place was vibrating. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it was right in front of Ron McBride, which made it oh, all the more sweeter when Collie brought that better. down. All so. right. So if that's number three, what's number two? Number two's uh, the pass to McKay Jacobson in the back of the end zone. Against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yep. that was big. I was there right on the sideline. That I beat was... the Sooners 14 to 13. They had 80% of the crowd, but your 20% were the only ones making noise after that catch. I just, saw the, I just saw the player of the game uh, for that game just today, Colby Clawson. Colby Clawson. <laughs> Colby Clawson. Yeah. yeah. People don't even know. He knocked Sam Bradford out of that game. That had a big impact. So. Now, Max, big impact. let me ask you about that play because you'd, you'd hit Pitta like five times on that drive. And so we just assumed Pitta was going to get it again. And then you see what, all of a sudden, Jacobson's just out there by himself? Yeah, so the play was just a, a spread two-by-two two formation, and we called it Winston. I think even Blaine, you guys yeah. might have called it Winston. Yes, we but did. In, inside guys have choice routes. Outside guys have the digs on top, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, and and you're right because in that drive, I hit Dennis like four or five times. Yeah. And so on that play, you watch the safety, the linebacker, and the corner all go whoop. They right jump to him. Dennis, yep. and they all left McKay in the back. That was one of those throws where it's just like, don't screw it up. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just yeah. get him a catchable and if, ball. And if you get... try to steer it too much, you, you'll throw it low. So you just have yep. to relax and throw it. Stay in rhythm yep. and throw yep. it like any other throw. And then there he caught go. it like it like he'd caught a thousand balls. Just kind of caught it, stood there. It was awesome. Place went in nuts hometown. at least. Yep. Yeah. Okay, was that, awesome that was awesome. a great one. But now, so number one, I know what it is, but 
I mean, come on, it's it's overtime, Utah, senior year, Andrew George is still running. <laughs> dog pile. I almost died in the dog pile afterwards. Uh getting I mean, carried off the field the whole thing. I mean, it was unbelievable. We've had Andrew on here, and of course we went in great detail of that play with you uh uh last fall. But you're literally at the bottom of the pile, out of breath, and you're thinking, I'm not gonna live through this celebration. Well, I had just sprinted all the way down the field, all the adrenaline going on. Now I got five linemen laying on top of me. I said, this is it. I'm going to die on this field <laughs> right now. But hey, if I'm going to go out, that's how I'm going to go out <laughs> on a game winner against Utah. I love it. I love it. Hey, last question for you, and then we'll let you go because we'll see you here Friday. But how important is this activity, this alumni game, to the former players as the current players get ready to launch into the Big 12 where BYU's never been. For this powwow of the greats, how important is that to you guys? Well, I, th- I think it's super important. Uh, there's a culture, there's a brotherhood that that goes with any football team, and especially at BYU with the tradition that we have. And so I think it's important for us alumni to, to come back as often as we can, be at practice, support the team, do everything we can, especially in this big step that we're about to take going into this conference. And so um, I thought last year was kind of the beginning of what this event is going to be in the future. And hopefully more and more guys start coming back and being part of, you know, feeling like they're part of it again. I think there's a lot of us that go away and we don't feel like we're part of it anymore. So I think, the BYU staff is doing a really good job of bringing that back. And also like us interacting with the players. Like I don't know many of the players that well, so it gives me a chance to see them, meet them being around them. So, I mean, I, I want to be there every year. I, I want to be part of this thing every single year. Well, you keep winning it and they're going to keep you coming back to defend your title. I, I don't know what you're going to do to top the Hail Mary, but I'm sure you'll come up with something. I, I think so, one thing's cool. And Dave and I'll be there calling it you for will you. be calling it. One thing is cool is that you've got your quarterback from this last season who, uh, is going to play at BYU. He's, he's on his mission. He'll be in the Provo MTC Friday night while you and Ty are down at the stadium throwing the football around. That, that's what. That's one yeah. of those small world things. Where like, how does that even happen? Very small world. And actually, he was on the podcast last year. You guys remember that? He yeah, right. popped in. he walked by when we were when we had you on. That's right. Yeah, he walked by, said hi or whatever. So yeah, he's excited to get to BYU after his mission, but. Get, he he actually got his visa and is on a plane right now. Oh, he's on, on the, the plane? To to oh, he's on his way to Columbia fantastic. right now. That's cool. good for him. He'll miss the cheers from the stadium and be Yeah, but fine. that would be too hard for him, I think. I'm yeah. glad he's not. That would, be, that would be tough for him to sit in there and not be part of it. Hey, Greg Romano, uh, one of our guys watching on the live stream tonight, said, I saw Max speak in Nampa, Idaho earlier this year. He's an inspiration to many. Oh, that's cool. Nice job. I, I, we, we, I love, love we love all the great like things you're doing. You're hey, doing great stuff. See you Friday. Buddy. See you on Friday. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you. The Thanks, great Max man. Hall. That's awesome. Now, let's bring Elaine Bradley back in. Uh, now, she's, she's, she's the she's best. Been for, here. She's been she's here. She's the best but, for just sitting here with us. Hello. Tell us you knew some of those five plays, Max said. You know, I I did see a couple of those. <laughs> I did. But, I, you know, I never attended a BYU football game in person. Why? Why? I don't know. I just Did never You didn't happened. have a rock pass or what? No, it's I don't, here's the thing about like gatherings. I want people to come to my stuff, but I don't like going to large <laughs> gatherings. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Just the way it is. So, hey, so speaking of gathering, plus I, I like I, hearing the the announcers, honestly. I like oh, see? No, I mean it. If I we like have more, if we don't have TV. people like Elaine, then then we don't have a job. I like watching on TV because I feel like I get yeah. more of the full picture yeah. with the announcers telling me the background of the player like this is what happened here and like sometimes you you pop in on a game and you're, 
You don't know what's going on. And they're like, oh, as we know, you, you get all season, stuff this like, is what's happening. Who's going to tell them that Andrew George, who caught the overtime touchdown, also is a great musician that is the best imitator of Jack Johnson I've ever heard. There, you see, I wouldn't know that. She if wouldn't I went know to the that stadium. if she went to the stadium. <laughs> I'm That's out. true. She stays home to get And what stuff. people may not know is you, you actually love sports. I do. Sports and music are almost the same, aren't I they? I feel like playing sports as a kid, because I played sports seriously through high school and I could have played in college, but I had to choose because it was just too it's much. tough to be in a band. It's and a time eater. You know what yeah. I mean? When you go right. to a, do a college sport, that's what you do. Right. And I also had my band in high school. So I was, I kind of was to the point my senior year was like, I got to choose one. I can't be doing this band and want a tour if I'm going to be playing basketball. And I loved basketball. That was my sport. I really? loved it. Yes. I loved it. And you were it. pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It, it was good. It's, it's interesting to listen. So Max talks about one of the reasons that the overtime play was so big for him is because of the noise. The one of the fourth and 18 was because he's never heard Lavelle Edwards Stadium louder. For an athlete, you're out on the field, there's 80, 90, well, you play at Texas, 111,000 people there screaming all down at you, and you just kind of take the moment in and you feed off of that energy. You're up on stage. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you're also very similar, feeding yeah. off of the energy. What What's it like... When you're up on stage and and you're playing, and all of a sudden the entire audience starts singing the song. Back oh, it's to amazing! You. It's amazing that that's one of those things where like you dream of it as a kid. Like as a kid, I always wanted to be in a band or like I always wanted people to watch me. That's it. I mean, I just wanted to do something where people would watch me and be impressed. You know what I mean? Shooting three pointers, <laughs> playing the drums. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like doing acting or like what, like whatever it was, it was going to be like, please watch me. Like I want to, but also don't ask me too many questions, but also watch me intently, <laughs> but also let me have my private life. <laughs> don't look at me, but look at me. <laughs> look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I mean that, that feeling is amazing. And people say like, oh, you know, one of the questions you get is, don't you get tired of playing animal? Don't you get tired of playing everybody talks? Cause you're expected to play it. Right. Right. And there have been bratty bands that have been like, we're not playing the yeah. single. And I hate that us. as a guy who bought a ticket. Absolutely. Yeah, because because if, I, if I go to a concert, I want to hear the new stuff, but I also want to hear the classics. You have to. Yeah. So yeah. we've not ever been that band. We get it. We get, we're grateful. We're like absolutely present. Like, uh, we don't deserve this, but we got a shot at it. So let's enjoy it and like do our best. And obviously we take it seriously. We, we just happen to get there, but we work for it and then we appreciate it. And I think we've done a really good job of that in real time. So we don't get sick of playing our songs because the energy from every crowd is different. So like you're playing animal, you know, if you go on tour and you're playing like six nights a week or five nights a week, then you're playing it five times and right. then you're doing that over seven weeks or whatever. It, it can be a lot. And, but every time you play it, it doesn't feel like, Oh, it feels like amazing. Look, they love it. We, we love seeing Def Leppard when they come. And, um, and the lead singer, something Elliot, I can't think of his first name, but anyway, he, he comes out, they just put out a new album, none of which we were interested in, No, you know, no and if is. it's not, it's yeah. not classic rock, so no one's going to play it. Yeah. Uh, and he comes out and he goes, Hey, we put a new album out, but we know you don't want to hear that. We just love to, you to know, we have some out that you could buy, but we know what you came to hear. We just played hysteria and then they played, <laughs> they played the whole thing. And I'm just like going, Yes. And, and one, one year we were up there, Mike Hedrick and I, who I anchored the news with at Channel 5, we were up there for Kiss and Def Leppard. Nice. We went to see Def Leppard. Everyone else seemed to go to see Kiss because they had their face paint on and their oh, leather man. and yeah, all those things. But, I'm um, not a Kiss fan either. either. Or, yeah. No. Yeah. So Def, Def Leppard, Leppard we were a little bugged yeah. oh, that Def Leppard, Def Leppard came out first because we thought they were the headliners. Right. At least they were us. So they play. 
And then uh, Kiss comes out and they play three songs I'd never heard of before. Oh. And we're just like going, uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. So we're sitting like on the ninth row. We left. Yeah. And uh, we're like, this this isn't, you know, if they sang what? Uh, City. Yeah, some of those loud. things where you'd like, go, okay, at least I've heard this. Yeah. But they were, they're out pushing new material and stuff. So we left and, and we were leaving and there was a, this young couple up leaning against the back fence. And I go, here, let me, let me go make their night. I run over to them. I go, you guys want to sit on the ninth row? And they're like, uh, for how much? And I go, just, we're leaving. You just, just, just right you. here. They're like, yeah. uh, really? And we said, yeah, here you go. Hurry. And they had dead sprint all the way at USANA from the back all the way down to the, as we were leaving. So I go, and at least I know some KISS fans got what Absolutely. they came for. That's but great. for me, I didn't want the new stuff. No, that's And we're just like, we're good. We're out. Yeah. See, we get that. And what's nice about having more than one single that people yeah. like is that we can play Animal, like second or third and people are like oh, what they're playing it this early what will the rest of the set you know what exactly. I mean so it's, it's yeah. nice to have a couple of the pepper and of course we, we're closing with everybody talks because you want that right. and also we want you to stay yeah. so if you want that you will stay for it sure <laughs> yeah. absolutely so, how hard is it to pick your set list um, I mean, it's here, the thing is, I think it'll be more difficult once we get this new music going and yeah. we incorporate it into the set because that that's always tough because you've been playing the same set for a couple of years and then you're like, oh, and now we have, you know, 10 to 12 more songs right. to look at and what do we want to actually play? Like there are some album songs from the second and third albums and actually the fourth especially that we've never played live. Just never oh, have. wow. Just only played them in the studio, laid them down and then yeah. never played them on yeah. tour. So you got a whole repertoire you could go yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. One thing we learned uh, backstage, I think, with Brad Paisley one time is that... Um, we made friends with Brad at a football game. There you game. go. Well, yeah. Brad's dad. Nice. His dad. Yeah. They're West Virginia, West Virginia fans. Game. He's okay. huge West Virginia We met him on the sideline, and now we're, now we're friends. Uh, we sent him a BYU shirt. He drives the bus in his BYU football nice. shirt. Yeah, so fun. So we, we, we thought we made inroads. But when a band says, hey, good night, everybody, and they leave... And they're waiting for, and you're waiting for the encore. Yeah. Um, and the, the, to us, it, out in the stands, we might be going, hey, if we cheer loud enough, they're going to come back and play an encore. So yeah. everyone's cheering loud enough. Yeah. But the reality is we already, you, you are coming back out for an encore. And even though you say we could stay here all night, you're finishing at like 10, 21 and 30 seconds. Well, yeah. And it's like the venue is like, you will be done. By, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're so, like, I'm sorry. You're so not going a second past 11. Yeah. So I've learned that when they get out there, right, Keith Urban says, we could play here for two weeks. You don't want to go home. We'll just keep playing all night. We're like going, he's off in no, six he's, minutes. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, got he's, to, he's coming. He he's doing it. this song and then he's out of here. And he's so, just being a charmer. Yeah. It's cute. And are there nights where you sit there and go, we actually, we just want to stay and play. Or is it such a business where it's like, you've got your 15th song. Good night. We got another show tomorrow. Sometimes, yeah, it depends on the scenario because you don't, okay, here's the dirty little secret yeah. about like being in a band and having it be your job. And so it is a business right. is that we play some shows that are not all about us. We don't always play like glory, glory shows where it's like eh, people are here to see us. Sometimes we play private gigs where it's like a company throwing a party for their employees and they're willing to pay us a nice handsome paycheck right. to come entertain those employees. And those employees are all holding one drink in their hand. It makes it really hard to clap. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. So this is what you get. You end, and you're like, you sweat. Yeah. And it's like, Ooh. <laughs> you guys rock. Yeah. And you can hear like Joyce from HR going, yeah, I love you guys. You know? So sometimes you don't plan for the encore. Yeah. You just play the set and you get off. And the then you stage. get out of there. Yeah. yeah. But the encore is nice in a, in a good environment. Hey, but there are some 
magical moments when you're out on tour and and it, it, maybe maybe not you you tell us where you kind of look at each other and go whoa this audience is lit this is an amazing oh, yeah. audience and you feel it and they're giving it to you and you want to give it back you've yeah, had those moments. absolutely what, what, if there is there is there a moment that's been the most like that in all of the tours that you've been on where you're like oh my gosh this audience well, was so up there I remember it. Yeah, I mean, there there are a couple of those, and I, I think a lot of those happened in the earlier years because it was our first time. You know, like once you've had, it's kind of like chasing that high. You know, mm-hmm. once you have that first thing, then everything else is like this is so great, but it's not like the first time where it blew your mind. Like I right. can't believe this is my life. One of those moments was early on, we got to play this thing called MTV World Stage. And they do it in different locations around the world. And it's international bands. So there'll be like, you know, some bands from America. But then there was also like, so the year we played it, it was 30 Seconds to Mars and us and like this band um, from Indonesia, I think it was called Pop Shove It or something like that. And then this K-pop band, you know, K-pop's a huge thing they played. And it was one of our first like big shows. And I remember taking the stage and they were like, thousands of people out there and we'd been playing clubs opening for bands and that was like our first like where we got treated the same as everybody else because they try to not have a headliner at that show they try to have everything just be amazing right right? so we got production we got pyro we got nice cryo we got like all we got the you know the riser the ego risers and the the catwalk or whatever and so it was like we are playing a real show that was one of those moments that was like i'll never forget that feeling of like oh i can't believe this is my life did, do I get to do this for real? And we're in Malaysia. So that was in it? Malaysia yeah. you did this one. Wow. Yeah. It was so. really cool. Are you ever, have you ever been in a song live and, and you find yourself playing a different song? No, but sometimes this is worse than not thinking is thinking for me. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I basically have to unzip my brain right. and the hemispheres just go goop. And one side of it deals with what I'm doing with my body and the other side deals with what I'm singing. Yeah. You know? So if I ever am singing and I think about what do I have to play next, my mind goes, no. And like, <laughs> it's just, well, plus, she's, plus, you know, Elaine, you're playing, which people that don't play drums don't understand that your hands and feet are doing different things. They are. And then my. You're using both hands and both feet. And then I'm sometimes singing in syncopated ways. And so I have to follow Tyler. I'm the backup singer, right? Right. So I have to follow Tyler. Sometimes, sometimes he holds out something a little longer and it's not on the downbeat. So I'm playing this and then changing what I'm singing. Yeah, so if I think about it, it's just a nightmare. <laughs> but let's just, let's just put it this way. She can chew gum and walk at the same time. Yeah, and she yeah, can probably do the hop. thing. She can you, hop. Is it where do you do this and pat yes, your stomach or whatever? Yeah, like, I'll pat you, my head you so I don't do mess right. up my hair. But yeah, yeah you can, you can do it. She See, can do that's, that. that's a that's a gift. It, like, it can is. do that because yeah. not not all of us can. A lot of us can do some things at the same time. Sure. Not all things. No, it's definitely a gift. Yeah, a, drum, a drummer has to be a multitasker, especially a drummer that also sings. So. Absolutely. And I don't feel like it's something you can teach somebody who doesn't have a natural propensity to it. Right. You know what I mean? You can get better at it, but if you're fundamentally not good at it, I don't think it's the kind of thing you can get good at. Yeah. You Here's, can maybe do it, but this not This is well. where like, we talk about parallels with that. So Max was talking about um, when I came out, that was a tough throw because it was the easy throw. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think about it. I couldn't aim it. I just had to throw it. Absolutely. I just had to throw it. If he'd have thought about it, he might have held on to it just a half a second too oh, long yeah. and the ball dives or, or, or it takes off on you. Know, or, right. Right. Yeah, you overthink and, and, and anything. So it's like quarterbacks, quarterbacks that think about it don't usually play well. No, it's quarterbacks that feel it 
can do it. And you were, and, and you practice enough. That's the thing about practicing because it's like Max couldn't do that as well as he can. But he played years and years of football and learned to feel it. Like he's yeah. got that innate talent, but then he honed it. Right. So like the same with drum playing and, and singing. I, I couldn't do it immediately, but I had the propensity towards it. And so with the more work, the better I am. At reps and reps know? and reps yeah, and reps. And absolutely. now don't think about it. Now just do it, yeah, right? Exactly. It's it's unconscious. Uh, what's that? What's that phases of learning? It's unconscious. Uh, I can't remember. What? I'm going to think of this. You'll but, think of it later. Yeah, I'm going to think of it I'm on sorry, the bus. I'm can't help you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of it on the bus. <laughs> There's some things we can help. competence. Oh, got you. Because yeah. it starts with unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you're supposed to do and you can't do it. Yeah. And then you have conscious competence. So I can do it, but I have to you're think about it, it yeah. to do it. The, the, the ultimate is you want unconscious, unconscious competence. You don't even have to think about it. You just do it because you're yeah. so skilled at it and you've done it so many times. You don't think about it and you do it. And, yes. and it's almost as if you start to think about it, it will mess it up. 100%. That's, that's, the, the, that's the phases of learning and you, and you to be at the level that you're at have to have unconscious competence. See, that's, that establishes yep. you as the, our coolest guest. Yes. Because a lot of folks don't have both of those. No, they do not. Both of those things. I mean, I'm sure all the sports people that you have on do. They have a lot of things. They wouldn't be where they, they are if they things. didn't, you know? Yeah. I'm sure when Danny Ainge steps up in a world championship game. He wasn't all American in three for, sports. Playing for the Celtics. <laughs> so he, he's got to make a free throw in, in, in the world championship game. I don't. He just does his routine. He probably doesn't even yeah. think about it. Oh, yeah. the he game's would, on the line. If I don't make this, no, we're going to lose the world championship. You talk he a just, lot in sports about muscle memory. Like with free throws, my coach would have us just, you, you have a routine. Mine was always spin the ball, dribble twice, breathe, shoot. There you go. Never it. dribble three times. No, just yeah, dribble it would twice. throw me off. Yeah. It was muscle memory. I didn't think about it. It just was what it was every time. Yeah. We're so happy to have Elaine Bradley. It's like a doubleheader of Elaine Bradley here on The Wise Guys, which we have never done before, oh by the God, way. This is great. So, see, though, I'm you, so grateful. You've just <laughs> solidified yourself as the coolest guest. Now no you're question. in the Hall of Fame. What other guest has stayed on while another guest came on and then... Without an out? eye roll, either. Without no, an eye roll, well, which I thought was, was and awesome. Then, and, then, and what other show have you ever been on where you've talked about the crazy varied topics that we've been able to talk I love about? it. Okay. Which we it's love. A, That's right why we up, love the show. It's my wheelhouse. I love it. We love yeah. it too. We got five questions that Blaine's going to ask you. Before we do that, let's uh, an insider secret. Share okay. an insider secret. So um, you're on stage and the band's playing and um, there's going to be a guitar solo. So somebody takes off on a guitar solo. And as we watch concerts, like with Keith Urban, he's, he goes off and does his thing, but he's always looking back at the drummer. Mm. Is there a, are you watching, because is let's say uh who's your lead guitarist chris let's say chris is gonna play now for a little bit mm -hmm. and he's feeling it and he might play for a little while on a solo is that all timed or is he looking back at you to go okay i'm done now let's okay. wrap it up so there's a difference between a pop rock band and a jam band okay you know and like i think certain types of musicians gravitate to one or the other Chris is the same as me, where it's like, nope, we'll have the formula. That's what it's going to be every time. Please don't give me extra time. I don't, I don't want to do okay. that. You know what I mean? We are not a jam band. We don't want to be like, but I'm feeling it, so it's going to be three minutes long. No. Mm -mm. So Plus your song have, isn't going to be 10 minutes longer no. while we have you start messing around. We have keys tracks because we don't have a keyboardist that plays with us right. live. So we so have a bunch of keys in our music. So yeah, it's like, if you don't stick to that, Chris, that's on you. I'm changing. So he could mess up the whole <laughs> wow. thing. Absolutely. Wow. So I got to hold it down because if I screw up, everybody's done. But if I can hold it down, then it's so like who people are can you, recover. Who yeah. are you, you know? watching? Who are you watching while the three are 
doing their thing? I mean, I usually look at Tyler because I'm singing with him. Okay. So I got to figure out what, like, I will literally watch him to see when he's going to cut something off so I don't sing over. Okay. So if he cuts something off, I need to cut off. You know what I mean? Because there's, there's not longer or shorter, I got to be with him. There's not a director or a conductor. Yeah. Right. It's all on feel. He'll pick a different note. And so what I normally sing won't go. So I'll have to immediately cut out. So I'll be like, no, no, is it got? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like, I gotta be, so I usually am watching Tyler. Plus I'm a lyrics person. So like, I know where the songs are going based on what he's singing. So if he messes up, he's like the only person that can really mess me up. Cause I'll, I'll be so into it and I'm not thinking about what I'm playing. I'm just thinking about like how much I like the song. And so I'm excited for this line coming up. And if he, he botches the line, I gotta really be like, <gasps> that like takes me out of it. I'm like, oh man, he just said the wrong line. He just said the second verse, the first verse. What's get? Ah! And I gotta think about what I'm doing. And so that, that kind of throws me off. All right, one other thing that I'm fascinated by rock yeah. stars. Um, so Keith Urban was, this the Keith Urban night. He was at Stadium of Fire. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, Keith Urban, a drum set comes up out of the floor and he, oh, yeah. and he, he comes he plays up the drums. And, he, and he plays the drums with the drum. Not as good as you, but he plays. No, but I, was like, sure. I was actually impressed that for as, as unbelievably <laughs> accomplished as he is on the guitar. He actually wasn't bad on the drums. Yeah. It was like pretty impressive. So, so, so they're playing stadium of fire and I was emceeing. And so I was backstage and I thought, well, I'm just going to watch these guys before I go out there and sit. Was that Tim McGraw? No, it was Keith Urban oh, was when he was here Keith a couple years there. ago. Okay. And, and what I was fat, it's the first time I'd been backstage like that, where I was just sitting on a chair watching them. And they were behind the speakers, right? The speakers are out in front of the stage, blasting to everybody. Mm -hmm. And these guys are back here playing, talking to each other. Because it's quiet where they are, yeah. because they're not in front of the speakers. So they didn't have they the didn't side have re- fills. They didn't have return yeah. monitors or um, they had their IFBs. Yeah, but they but it was it was the loudness is where the amplifiers take Absolutely. your voice and send it to a so football stage. So on stage, stadium. we usually have side fills because we like to feel it. Yeah, because there's mm-hmm. vibration that comes with that. So we'll usually have the they call them side fills. It's the speakers pointing at the stage, so you can feel like the bass and like. But it's not going like to kill your energy. eardrums. Well, we have those in, so those act as both earplugs okay. and like you know, speakers yeah. or whatever. So you can have it as loud as you want. So but you it's have soft you, on the your outside. monitors are in your ears then. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, the feel yeah. of like a stage, yeah. you really can't replicate that. Yeah. You know? I was so just watching them communicate. Things. And I thought that was fascinating. Cause yeah. I thought so like, hey, bud, 10 feet out on? in front, it is so loud yeah. and yeah. numbing to the crowd. Are you, are you but back here, they're year? like, you're doing it this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's MC his journey this year. Journey this year. They're coming back. It's like, it's like a 40,000 sing along. Yeah. Cause everyone knows his stuff. Absolutely. And they're going to play it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they'll come back. They're not coming out with new material. No, no. <laughs> they have that replacement singer. So yeah, and he's and he's good. actually he's really very good. impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's I was just fascinated about the bands and when you buy a ticket and sit in the crowd, there's such a different thing happening oh, with yeah. your group while you're that's doing it. That's why when people like you go, oh, let me watch side stage. You're like, please don't. Please, please don't, because the action and the magic is out front. Right. right? So if you watch side stage, you're getting some weird conglomeration of sounds and it's like it makes us feel self-conscious we're like that's not how it sounds <laughs> right don't watch it from there but we get to see you it, it's so human it is cool. it's it so is human cool. when you sit on the side and you're yeah. like going these are just four people who love doing what they do and the mic and the and the amplifiers taking it to everybody mm-hmm. and when they're done they're gonna leave and right. go play somewhere else. It was well, just what you Well, listen, done. when Neon Trees plays locally again, I got to have you out to the show. Oh, yeah. I'll oh, let you stand side stage. We'll Weird. stand in front, song. and then we'll come back <laughs> for the side. I would love it. You get one. Would, will the tour come to Utah? <laughs> uh, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we want, it's our hometown. We, we so. want in. We want to come, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. So that would be awesome. Uh, this whole uh, hour and a half experience has prepared you for these next five questions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're not, and you're not even allowed to... This, these are not deep thought questions. Rapid First fire. thing that pops to your head. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, favorite sports movie? 
Oh man, I the, here's the thing too. Can I do two? Yeah, love and basketball. Oh, and remember the Titans. Love and basketball. Oh, freaking a! This is a spikely joint. It's love so, and basketball. Yes, I'm gonna have to watch it. I'm gonna have to watch it. You haven't watched love and basketball. Gotta watch it. First of all, I'm a basketball player, and it's about a girl basketball player who falls in love with a boy basketball player, and they're both trying to play in the pros. Because anyway, it sounds outstanding. It's great. Love and basketball, and then remember the Titans. And remember Titans. the Titans. That's it's a, a great film. Yeah. That's I, the I first can... love and basketball we've had all year. Nice. Good. Good job. Yeah. So, um, Fire and Rain is the theme song in Remember the Titans, isn't it? Mm, uh, no. Just yesterday morning. I don't know. They isn't got a bunch of old. It they got a bunch a... of old school stuff. I mean, they do. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that when? Isn't that when Gary Bertier gets in the accent and they play? Is I it Fire know. and Rain song? I've really? seen fire. I think it is. It I've be. seen rain. Okay. I just remember the blue now. Blue now. Yeah, yeah. That's like when they're practicing. Uh, that's all yeah. old school. Such a great film. Anyway. So, yeah, it is a great film. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Love and basketball okay. on my list. Love it. Favorite singer or band? Not named Neon and Trees. And it can't be Neon Trees. Well, yeah. Because yeah. that's your favorite band. It's, so we're going to take that right off the table. probably not, but like. Oh, <laughs> we'll, 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 I love uh, it, yeah. but no, it's probably not. Um, I don't know. You know, it's that's a hard thing because it depends on my mood. And what's funny is I'm a moody person. So like, I love expressing myself in music that's like, ah, you know, but when I'm listening, it's often like more down tempo or like vibey music. So I don't know. I mean, right now, can I say right now? Yeah. yeah. Right now. Like right now I dig this band called Cannons. The Cannons. Okay. Cannons. I'm going to have to find that one too. They're just like Is super. Is it like C-A-N-N-O-N-S? Yeah. C-A-N-N-O-N-S. So you're so, you're so hip. I you am, know, I'm pretty hip. I mean, whatever. See, if yeah, I just need to chill, I might go listen to uh, who, I don't know. So the, you're like, when you're just listening to music, you want chill music. Usually, or, chill or vibe. Or chill vibe. or vibe. I mean... What's the difference between chill and vibe? Well, sometimes chill is like, you know, like acoustic music, or like it doesn't do a lot of this. And vibe is like, it'll have like a cool bass line. And a, oh, yeah. You okay. know, but it's like, it's not like... Ah. So Cannons is vibe. Cannons is vibe. Cannons it's is like vibe. poppy vibe. Poppy yeah. vibe. I think you'll like it. When I'm okay. on chill, I, I, trust I go you. listen to comedy. Learning a lot. If I'm going to just chill. Okay. It just gives me like and I mentioned Elliot Smith before. He's one of my favorite yeah. like chill ones, but his lyrics are so not chill. They're so emotionally volatile that like it feels like hard listening, but it's easy listening, but it's not easy to listen to. And I right. love it. I okay. love emotional All music. Right. Okay. okay. I'm going to check them both out. Okay. okay. Favorite breakfast cereal. Well, okay, so here's the thing is I don't eat cereal for breakfast, so my favorite breakfast cereal would have to be my favorite snack cereal, which okay, is yeah. more that's like fine. a midnight oh, snack. So for guys who eat it Golden three grams. times a day, it's... Golden yeah. grams? Golden grams. Okay, Golden that's grams. a sugary one. We, that's, that's my point. It's a treat yeah. cereal. Yeah, so we... My favorite but nourishing cereal? Danny Ainge comes on here and treat he's like cereal. granola. Is he like, like fiber one? Danny Ainge right right my fiber one. Wheat. <laughs> and then was it was it Kyle and Marissa that won't let their kids eat cereal? No, they feed them spinach shakes. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, Kyle I do Van Noy, the, the, but they also the have Super Bowl cereals. champion linebacker that's still in the NFL. Yeah. He's like, oh no, Marissa and I, his wife was former Miss Utah. There's no like, shame in Golden Grams. That's good. And then we that's said, a great he said, oh yeah, maybe before or bedtime 6 I might eat. And then he was like Lucky Charms or something, which made that me feel sense. like he was a normal human being. Yeah. That, so. so yeah, Golden Grams are great. I like them. Okay. You got to move quick though, because they get soggy fast. They do, but I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I wouldn't call myself a fast eater, but I call myself a, a well-intentioned eater. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't get sidetracked. If I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat the thing. Okay. I, I enjoy the thing. Cap, Captain right. Crunch for him. Okay. Yeah. Captain Crunch. So without the crunch. Regular? Regular. Regular. That's I like not straight. peanut butter crunch? No. Thank you. For, Does if I want peanut butter, I'll eat a Reese's peanut butter. Everybody, everybody, everybody the top knows of your mouth. you have no roof of your mouth after yeah. Captain Crunch. If you're in a hurry, 
Yeah, you can you can lose the roof. It's of your like home. a rough car wash I'm machine. S- I know, but the payoff is so good. Life or Apple Jacks. So. Nice. I like Cinnamon Life. So. Life is a good one. Yeah, they, go. That gets soggier than Golden Grams does. Yeah, you got to eat it right away. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, but can we go health cereal? I love yeah, a soggy grape nuts. Soggy. Great. I used with, to with enough for sugar breakfast. on them, I like those. No, here's the thing. For, <laughs> for breakfast, I used to do this. Great Grape nuts, nuts sugar, no with milk either. in the microwave and then put bananas in it. It's like a hot cereal. It's delicious. It's like almost having like oatmeal. It is, but it's wheat. So it's kind of like, you know. Okay, I could try that one. Cream of wheat, but it tastes better. I'm kind of on a healthy no, cream kick of right now, but I did have. Um, Not going to happen. I had cinnamon life before I came to the show. Nice. Okay, so favorite drummer of all time. Oh, it has to be John Bonham and then Josh Freeze. Okay. So John Bonham was who I grew up on, and then Josh Freeze, um, he drums for, like, almost everybody. But the band that he was in that I was like, uh, that is drumming, was A Perfect Circle, which is Maynard from Tool's side project with it, James Eha used to be in it and Billy Howardale. Anyway, A Perfect Circle, amazing, soft, loud, like, catchy rock. Like, gets really intense, but is also very, like... See, I, I always thought she would, you know, because there's is not Bonham very many... Is Bonham the Led Zeppelin guy? Bonham's the Led Zeppelin guy, okay. yeah. There's, there's not a lot that sing like Elaine does. I'm, I'm just like, you know what, how about Phil Collins, since he does both, just like... You he, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's... He's a great, he's a great drummer. I thought Phil Collins might be, but... He's got... I mean, Phil Collins is so great because it's the Phil, which is, right. like... You know, play on words because he do 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 Yeah. So since age seven, that's been your favorite drummer, John Bonham. John Bonham. He's. I mean, don't really often care about drummers, so he's one of the only ones I've ever cared about. Who was the drummer for Yes? I don't know, but that's a that's a tight drummer right there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. The Rush, the Rush's drummer. There's Rush's drummer. Yeah, I know, but it's like I don't care about that stuff, man. That just gets too busy. And he's got like five thousand things. He's an impressive drummer. John Bonham. No, but he's an impressive drummer. But he, stylistically, I'm like, you know what I mean. Okay. Whereas John Bonham plays like. He's simple when he needs to be, so he's tasteful. Simple when he needs to be simple, does clever stuff, and then goes right back. He supports the song. I like drummers that support the song and then flare when they can. Nice. You know? Yeah, okay. That's, that that I makes love that. perfect sense. Okay, and then this question five, your favorite BYU memory? Oh, man. I, you know, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever thought of that. Let me take, let me take a moment. Well, let me just overall say that I really enjoyed my time at BYU. I did. A lot of people like to complain about things about BYU, like the rules and whatever other stuffy things. And those are valid. But I, I was of the mind of like, I'm so grateful to be at a university that is like a good university that's affordable, where I have people that I enjoy hanging out with. And I had great professors. And so I, like, I had a great time at BYU. Yeah. But my favorite BYU memory probably is when my old band, so my, co- my college band with Bryce Taylor, mm-hmm. Elder Bryce Taylor. The um, Elder Taylor. It's was, called the... Another statistic is another what it was called, right. and now we have another iteration. Same people, same band called Noble Bodies, and we actually put out music currently. But oh wow, yeah. So I now you're in two bands. We, you didn't tell us you were in three. Bodies. You're in three bands. I also sing in a pop band called Kissed Out with Bryce Taylor and my other friend Eric Robertson. Anyway, so I have three I mean, bands. Three bands. Yeah, that oh. just took you up another notch. Watch out, guys. You came yeah. in here with three bands. Like I said, I have passion things. So I don't. If I don't write in Neon Trees, then I'm still doing it other places. So I'm. I'm never like complacent about the music thing. I just want to come when you guys are practicing and sit in. All so, right, there you go. Kissed Out, Noble Bodies. I'm, yeah. Okay. Where, where am I finding those? Um, iTunes, whatever, okay. like Spotify, okay. whatever platform you listen to music Are on. they on Apple Music? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. And everyone, everyone, we encourage you to do that. Kissed yep. Out, Noble Bodies. Anyway, yep. but favorite BYU memory is another statistic at the time, now Noble Bodies. Uh, we got asked, because I was a student there. Fun fact, Neon Trees, I'm the only one who ever graduated from BYU from Neon Trees. What? Really? Brandon went and never graduated. Brandon, well, next time he's and on, then, we're going to talk oh, about Tyler's that. Tyler's never been to college, and Chris went to Masada. 
our school. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> there you go. So I'm congratulations. The See, that's the, yeah. that's Did awesome. we discuss how I graduated at the top of my class? Did we discuss no, that? but what? that was our next question. No, Did you graduate from the top of your that's class? That's your favorite yeah. BYU memory. That's, you were number one. No, that is a good memory though because I didn't know. They didn't tell me. It was the <laughs> it was the you know the College of Health Health Sciences or whatever. I graduated in public health, and uh, I went on a tour with another statistic right when the semester ended. And my friend, who she's now married to. Um, Curtis Brown, who was a BYU. Kim? He was on Kim. our show. Yeah, Kim. She, we did Kim public, was your friend? He, she still is my friend. Yes. <laughs> well, so not, we did, not was. Yeah, we did public. She's C, not dead. CB and Kim are like our kids. Cause so Cute. Curtis and my son, Callan, roomed together and played football together. Oh, I love that. And so we've known those. We've known Curtis since he came, and then we've known Kim since they met. I love that. So she was in public health classes with me because we both did public health classes. So you were at, at BYU time. with Max Hall. Curtis Brown. And Curtis Brown. CB, and the two of the best players that have ever played. Oh, yeah. He was an excitement. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, so Kim texts me. I'm, I'm actually in a movie theater in Columbus, Ohio, watching the Bourne movie. and Which was a good one. Bourne Ultimatum. Yeah. It was good. Oh, okay. And uh, Kim texts me, hey, where are you? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm in a movie theater in Columbus. And she's like, uh... You're not coming? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, there's a seat on the stand for you at graduation. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, you're the valedictorian. I was like, what are you talking about? I get home from the tour and there's a letter that's like, congratulations, you're the valedictorian. And I was like, that would have been nice to know. Not that I would have stayed home, but like, it's just so funny how that was revealed to me. So doesn't the valedictorian usually speak? No, I mean, I feel like it was, it was, um. It was just honor you. It was just, So at least. It was not like of all of BYU. It was the College of Science, whatever. So when you, when you called your parents and said, hey, by the way, I'm number one in my class. I graduated number one in my class. Were they like, what? Or they were like, well, of course you were. No, they were, you know what? They're hard to impress. They didn't get impressed until they started hearing Neon Tree songs on the radio, and now they can't shut up about it. Really? <laughs> yeah, they're, these people, <laughs> they're all right? in. They're these people. They go in, and it's like, welcome to Applebee's. They're like, have you ever heard of Neon Trees? <laughs> but you it's know what? Like, she's the hostess. You're going to interact with her for maybe 10 seconds. Can you please not yeah, maybe ask you her about to. Neon Trees, Mom and Dad? You <laughs> but have to. If your Mom and Dad didn't do that, it wouldn't be right. Wouldn't be right. I, I they mean, gotta be. You in. have to. You have they to lo- love. It. How, it's cute. It's endearing. Yeah. But like when I'm around, it's also mortifying. <laughs> you know, it's like know. you guys. They it don't can care. be embarrassing. But but your folks love you so much. They're proud of you. You guys just gotta let them do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I let them do, let them do it. it. I razz them about it every time, but I let them do My it. My mom said that she listened to our double header the other day, and I'm like, why? Oh, that's I cute. didn't even listen to our double header. <laughs> but you did it. It was seven hours. Oh, that's. But cute. she's the parents are they, you know, they put up with so much from us when we're younger mm-hmm. that it's awesome to be able to see them enjoy yeah, who we've us become. as we've gotten older. Yeah. yeah and hopefully yeah. we thank them, which I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love my parents. Yeah. My parents are great. Yep. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, did so we, did we ever get is, to their memory? The opposite is they never no. talk. The opposite is they would never, <laughs> that they don't care enough to brag about you. And oh, talk about absolutely. You. They which would they, be horrifying. They never listen. They never call. Yeah. They never watch. Yeah. Whatever. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. So my, I guess that would be my favorite non by your memory is missing my graduation. Yeah, there you right. That's a classic, by right? the way. But the other one was we got asked to play because I was a student there. We got asked to play some freshman orientation. <laughs> oh. And can I just describe Noble Bodies, then another statistic, but now Noble Bodies. If you want to know what that was like, go listen to us. And you'll see why we should not have been asked to play that. Oh, oh, oh. It's like soft, loud, melodic rot. So there's like some screaming 
There's like, you know, I scream in it. Bryce screams in it. We switch sometimes. I play the guitar. Like a startling the scream? It, yeah. Yeah. Like Kurt, like, ang- like, like we Kurt sing Cobain, about, Cobain so we call it music for your existential crisis because we always just talk about like God and life and the difficulties yeah. and the good and the beauty and whatever. It's like really deep lyrics, but it's like also very like, ah, and also sometimes poppy and cute. And so it's like, we're all I've over gotta, the place, right? Go Check here. it out. So was this at the Wilkinson Center? So this was, no, this was at the Field House. Okay. They had all the oh. freshmen pile in. Nice. And they kept telling us to turn down. And I'm like, I'm playing the drums. You don't you turn, turn the drums down. down. You can There's turn no down the volume. guitar and the bass, but like then you won't be able to hear them. And then all you'll hear is drums. And that's, I think, worse yeah. than any kind of loud. But anyway, so it was just an awkward 30 minutes or so of <laughs> wow. us being told to be quiet and us not being at all quiet. And did you nail it? We did. Awesome. People loved us. That's great. That's did, you, did you get... Did you guys play back in the day at Club Valour? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's actually I, how I met the guys in Neon Trees is because oh. that band played with the other iteration, the early 2005 Neon Trees, and we kind of like sniffed each other out. And we're ba- like, we're just, Club mm. Valour was like a lot of good bands were coming through back in the day there. It was really fun. It was a great oh, place. Oh, yeah, it was I excellent. mean, I, they may be now. I just, maybe I'm just too old and don't go anywhere. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Four Seasons of Grace Notes mm. on BYU TV absolutely. app. Uh, where's season five at? I don't know. You know, Grace Notes is one of those jobs that I, it's it's actually my favorite job. No offense, no offense to Neon Trees, but right. I, Grace Notes is my favorite job. And you're good at it. It's I, I love it. It's amazing. I love talking about Jesus. I love talking with people non-denominationally about mm-hmm. like the purpose of life and just how they got to where they. I I freaking love it. So anyway, but Grace Notes is one of those fickle animals where it's like. After season one, I didn't know that there was going to be a season two until he called and said, hey, you want to film season two? After season two, I didn't know there was going to be a season three. <laughs> Same thing with season four. Oh, you want to do season four? Yes, I do. So I haven't gotten the call about season five. I hope I do. If I don't, okay. You know what and I mean? And is season four available right now? It is. So okay. season four just ended in December. So you okay. can get all the episodes online at BYU. And TV. do you usually you shoot that in the fall anyway, don't you? Usually? It's been all over. We've shot in January. We shot in okay. February. We've shot in September. I mean... We've shot in April, so yeah, it's... Well, every single episode is available on the BYU TV app for free, and we encourage you to go and check it out and and learn a few things. You get the latest on Neon Trees at neontrees.com when there will be an announcement for this album release. Yeah. And you tour. heard it here first, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You, you did. I wonder if my band's going to get and mad And you're feeling me. pretty good about it? I love it. Okay. I'm feeling super excited about everything that's coming up. I'm looking forward to this year. Like, I haven't been this excited about, like... Neon trees stuff in a long time. Do you think it has COVID something to ate, do? COVID ate something of ours. I mean, we were really excited yeah. in 2020, and then that whole thing just yeah. ate it. So COVID and, ate a lot of. It doesn't it have did. anything Momentum. to do with the fact that BYU is joining the Big Twelve. Does that just add to your oh sizzle joy of just yes. 2023? Sizzle excitement. <laughs> <There> it <is. laughs> it's just like we're we're. It's in like a do you want like, extra bacon with that? That's the sizzle yeah. of. That's awesome. Hey, we 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 uh, we're honored to know you. Oh, thanks. I feel super honored to, that you guys even wanted to have me here. Thank oh, you. We're Appreciate so, it. so excited to have you on. We've been talking about it for weeks and, and telling people the coolest guest we're ever going to have is coming on. Oh, thank you. And so, thanks for being persistent. And you lived up to it. Yeah, because we had to work on this for about six did. months. You yeah, lived well, up to you it. You texted me and like life was insane. Yeah, and I was like, happens. I can't, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the time. I don't, I'll, I don't know, man. And so thank you for being patient. Sure. Thanks for having me. And look, the next time you're taping Grace Notes and you look over the door and you see Blaine and my nose yeah. is pressed up against right, the glass, just in. say, would you let those two guys in? Well, fun I know f- them. You know, fun fact, we filmed season four <laughs> in Nashville. In so Nashville? We did the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. So season one through three, we filmed in Utah. And season three, we went to Nashville for like a few days. 
And then season four, it just made sense because so many country, I mean, so many uh, gospel oh, yeah. artists live in Nashville, Christian gospel, whatever. Yeah. So it was way easier to work with their schedules if we were just there. Right. That so, makes sense. To- yeah. Well, but maybe I'll fly some, out. Sometimes we look yeah. in at Studio, C- studio C2 and they don't let us come in. And yeah. We told Studio C people, like, we're funny. We and they go, you know what's that funny? The fact that you think you're funny right. is the They're most like, funny thing about and you And that's guys, not so. even funny. That's like funny ironic. Yeah, it's like, that's right. not even funny haha. So, so then sad. we just walk over to our studio. And they do, look at us like, you and, too. And out. do the show that <laughs> we happens. never knew there'd be a season two. Three, four, like five, year, six, well, you seven, gotta, eight, nine, you gotta ten, tell eleven. Because I haven't been in BYUB, the broadcasting yeah. building for BYU, for because we filmed season four in Nashville. Yeah. So you gotta tell me if one of my pictures is still up. Because that was the biggest honor of my it's life. Still in the hall. After season one, coming in for season two and going, oh, I made the it's wall. It's there. It's I don't there. think we're on the wall. Are we on oh, the wall? Man, you no, have to be. We're not. You're on not? The We've wall. only been there like thirty years. Hey, I'm in the. I'm wall. in the elevator at the student athlete building, and I'm in the elevator at the stadium on the wall of the elevator. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. So I'm you, just like, you know what? What else do I need? Yeah, you don't need BYUB. <laughs> that would just be a cherry on top. <laughs> Thank you for okay, being thanks here. For, you know, I can't stop talking. So yeah, we're just <laughs> glad. I'll let we, you close the just, show. I, 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 th- I was thinking earlier. It's like uh, she's probably ready to bust out of here, but we're just we're just fun. Ha- it's just we, fun we having just, you here. We, we, we can't believe you stayed with us this long. Well, and honestly, you're the first guest to ever split another guest and. You're unbelievably gracious for doing it. Thank you well, for doing thanks. that. Thanks. So. The valedictorian of her class, <laughs> who's who played uh, who played in the Smithfield House. That's back before Ario Speedwagon played in the Smithfield House. Actually, they never have, but you played have, before yeah. them. But I don't yeah. think the Osmonds got to the Smithfield House. No. They might have got the Marriott Center, but That's not right. the Smithfield Probably. House. That's right. But um, the drummer for uh, Neon Trees, but most importantly, our friend, uh, BYU grad, and appreciate the way you represent Elaine Bradley. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on with us, Elaine. Okay, you can leave now. You can just okay. walk off. <laughs> Wait, I need a hug though. Okay. Uh, good. And when you when you uh, when you see Brandon, yeah. would you let him know that he can go back and finish his degree so yeah, that it could be two members of the band? Now, right? With yeah. their diplomas. I feel like he led us to believe he got his degree, but I'm not he sure. He probably just did I'm going to go back and listen to the yeah. tape. He's a big <laughs> sports fan, uh, but uh, that's just awesome. Uh, I think she is the coolest guest we've yep. She lived up to the billing. Wow. And that's not easy to do. And, so. you know, all of our guests would concede, which is cool. When next time Danny Ainge is on, he's going to say, you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah the drummer is cooler than I am. Cool. I, I made three pointers, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't make records. <laughs> there's a few headlines we want to go over in our last couple of minutes because there's actually a lot going on on campus. Volleyball is up to number seven in the country. They are 10-0 at the Fieldhouse, and they got USC Thursday and Friday night on BYU TV at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. That's right. Hey, softball, a record update. Um, Utah, Utah Tech, Monday. Um, Violet Zavadonich out with a concussion. You know, Zavodnik. It's Zavodnik. Because it looks different on there. they yeah. got to get her back. She didn't play yesterday, but they're hoping to have her back for the LSU yeah. series this week. Um, and did you write that? You wrote that Haley Morrow story at. Oh yeah. That turned out pretty good. Yeah. Deseret.com. She was 12 years old when, when Gordon Eakin yeah. offered a scholarship, 12 years old in Vegas. Yeah. And then, uh, and then she grew up and developed into this spectacular volleyball player. Like they thought that they had seen in camps at 12. Right. Then she got here and they switched her from second base to catcher because the three catchers got hurt. Her journey at Deseret.com. It's, yeah, it's a really it's worth cool reading. story. She's yeah. just fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Um, baseball. Uh, I'm just looking. I'm they. I'm just checking a 
I'm checking a score here real quick since we're on they're playing at here. UVU today, right? Yeah, and they're up seven to four in the fifth inning. They've they've beaten UVU 14 straight times. Yeah. trying to get to 15 tonight. Uh, went one and two against St. Mary's. Turned a triple play in the game on Saturday, yeah. and it was the weirdest triple play. It was a bunt. Runners at first and second. Bunts back to the pitcher, and he bobbles it, but catches it. Then he turns around and he throws it in the dirt to second base. He scoops it out there. And then the second baseman throws it to the catch, uh, first baseman, who also has to scoop it out of the dirt. Right. It was the ugliest, glorious, most uh, unique triple play. And I was like, well, one, two, three. That's a triple play. That just happened. Yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't what you would expect. No. This is beautiful. Not this work of art not, thing. Not where the ball gets hit <laughs> hard to third base, tags the bag, throws it to second, throws it to first. Yeah, that you see on SportsCenter, right? it, was, it wasn't yeah, that. They're crazy. at Gonzaga Thursday through Saturday. Right, and you mentioned uh, Michael, uh, Michael Rucker. Um, is on the the roster for the, the Cubs, Cubs again. 40-man. Um, and the Bigs again on the 40-man roster. I texted him today and said we would be following him on Wise Absolutely. Guys. He said thank you. Um, opening day uh, for the Cubs is Thursday against the Brewers at Wrigley. That's um, our only Cub we've had oh, on the show. Man, and Wrigley's such a great place. So we'll be watching for him coming out of the bullpen. We'll, we'll, we'll follow and give you Michael Rucker updates. Uh, so fun when we had Michael on the show. Women's so. gymnastics, they're in Los Angeles. they got to play and meet in the L.A. Regional of the NCAA Tournament tomorrow against Boise State. BYU's number 33. The winner advances to face number four UCLA, number 14 Missouri, and number 20 Stanford on Thursday. Yeah. That's tough sledding. No easy. But we no wish them the best of luck for tomorrow. So men's golf, um, the Cougars compete in the, the Goodwin at Stanford Thursday through Saturday this week. Hopefully Women's golf. better over there than here. They're over in Maui playing golf, the yeah. women. And yeah. uh, Carrie Roberts, head coach, going to join us next week as they get ready to host the BYU Intercollegiate over at Riverside Country Club. Riverside was open last week. Yeah. But as long as I keep seeing that red dot on my Alexa and it's going to it's gonna have winter storm watch, we'll be closed. Yeah. So yeah, we got to get hopefully, rid of this Hopefully winter. by next week. Women's Hoops, uh, BYU signee uh, Kaylee Woolston was named Utah's Ms. Basketball. Um, uh, by the Deseret News. so She's good, and she just keeps this, winning awards. This, this recruiting class, phenomenal. So Our final four selections are all out. Yeah, everyone. So we missed them all. Uh, the actual final four, San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, Miami, and UConn. Who do you like? San Diego State. It's like, hey, shout out to, to Brian Dutcher and to Matt Soria and Mark Fisher and David Velasquez and J.D. Pollock and, and now in our friend Sam Scholl. Like, we know all those guys. Yeah. Like, that, that whole staff are good friends of BYU, good friends of ours, and uh, we're wishing them. But we got a rooting interest. Absolutely, the Aztecs in this one. Florida Atlantic is a funny team that that I think the Aztec defense will be able to get to them. Yeah, but they they have been spectacular in the tournament. UConn looks pretty solid. Yeah, they're looking good. I, I see UConn, San Diego State, and that's going to be a tough one for the Aztecs. Yeah, it is. U, UConn's playing phenomenal basketball, but. Yeah, so who do I think is going to win it? or who am I? I'm, I'm rooting for the Aztecs yeah, all the way. Yeah, me too. So. Me too. On this day, March 28th, our final thoughts here tonight. 1881 on this day, P.T. Barnum and James Anthony Bailey roll out The Greatest Show on Earth. Did you see that movie? The Greatest Showman? The Greatest Showman. I loved yeah. it. One of my favorite movies. So on this day, 1881. So how about 1972? Elvis records Burn in Love. That was his last top 10 that was it, huh? The yep. last one. Hunk of hunk of burning love. Also in 1972, Wilt Chamberlain played his last professional basketball 72. game. 72. Yep. He was, was, he, was, he was crazy. He was five years and, old. And by the way, his talent translates. Like, he would be good right now. Yeah. So, it would be giant. crazy. In 2017, the world's largest dinosaur footprint was found in Kimberley, Western Australia, 
Um, it was five feet, 6.9 inches. Have you ever asked yourself, what's going on in Australia? There's more bizarre animal things in Australia. Yeah. Was Australia part of another continent before? Or has it always been way down there? I don't know. But <laughs> we'll have to Google that. I don't know how they got down there. All I know is... Is I've been there. The, Have you been the there? Crazy, no, the crazy animal stories and, and giant crocodiles and flying things. And it's like, and it's in Australia. When you, when it's you anything go, goes down when, there. I was just in, in Melbourne, which is a very European city to me. But, and Brenda's been begging me every year to take her to the Australian Open down there. But we were in Melbourne and we went to the zoo. I didn't even know what half that crap was in that zoo. Yeah, that's like, what I'm what saying. Is that thing? It's all down there in Australia. Whoever heard of a wombat? <laughs> like, like, there's all kinds Attack of crazy stuff in there. Attack bats and yeah, snakes and stuff. I'm not going so, to Australia just because of that stuff. So. Uh, on this day uh, in 2022. Yeah, Will Smith issued an apology for slapping Chris Rock at the yeah. Oscars. And that's the only time I've ever paid attention to the Oscars <laughs> in 30 years. How about birthdays? 1895, on this day, President Spencer W. Kimball, the 12th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was born. How about in 1899, Harold B. Lee? On the, the same 11th, day? The 11th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So he was born 14 years, what, four years later, but was president before. Right. And president Kimball. these next three don't have anything to do with those two. No. Reba McIntyre was at Vivint Arena in Salt Lake on Saturday. Celebrating our birthday, which is today. She was born in 1955. And, and when I saw this, I was like, she looks great. Yeah. She's, she's aged she phenomenally well, yeah. 1970, Vince Vaughn. He's a funny actor. Oh, he's funny. Was he funnier in Wedding Crashers or uh, that yes. Christmas show? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. What about no, the Christmas think, show where his brother Santa think, Claus? What's the one with what the, where, where he and... Owen Wilson go and do an internship at Google. At Google, that's another like I think it's called the internship or something. Yeah, he's funny. He's in just that too. funny, and he's he's funny, and he's a Cub fan. So, yeah. and then uh, 1986, I didn't realize that this woman was this young. Yeah, she's young and Lady Gaga. 1986. She's an old soul, though. Is she an old soul? She's an old soul. I'll be honest, I didn't classic, understand her when she got popular. I didn't understand classic, her. classically trained, but doesn't sing classical. So. Yeah, she can build it out. Our yeah. wise guy's inspirational quote of the week uh, in um, honor of President Spencer W. Kimball's birthday on this day, 1895. This is a quote from President Spencer W. Kimball. Yeah, so let us remember, too, that greatness is not always a matter of the scale of one's life, but of the quality of one's life. True greatness is not always tied to the scope of our tasks, but to the quality of how we carry out our tasks, whatever they are. In that attitude, let us give our time, ourselves, and our talents to the things that really matter now, things which will still matter a thousand years from now. How about that? So, so often we're so fixated on what's what's down the road. Even in, in visiting with with the with Elaine on 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 her life and her life experiences, um, and and how really the if we can stay in the moment when she's behind the drum she has to stay in the moment or she'll, she'll play the wrong song or sing the wrong words mm -hmm. uh if you can focus on the moment and enjoy the moment and the moments add up to this life and then you look back and you can see the dots connect yep and if you're trying to make the right decisions they're usually you're usually connected to happy things yep um things that really matter now thing. will be things that matter a thousand years from now, which is awesome. We thank Elaine Bradley and Max Hall. It was great to have Max with us. He's flying up here. Uh, we'll see him out at the stadium on Friday. Remember, our coverage starts at 3 o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV. 
the spring scrimmage. Yes. A chance to see Keaton Slovis zipping around a little bit. A chance to just see football on BYU TV. In Lavelle Edwards Stadium. In the stadium. If they get those lines painted yep. between now and, and then. And then the alumni game. Right alumni after. game at 5 Mountain 7 Eastern Time. And then next week we'll um, recap it. And yep. uh, Women's golf coach Kerry Roberts will join us as well. We'll get the hero of the alumni game. It'll be awesome. To hang with us too. Podcast is up tomorrow. Share it with your friends. Um, <laughs> it might be our best podcast ever. And before we go, we want to give a shout out to these bobbleheads. Yes. Um, with the YS Guys 50 code here's the info right here our friends from the byu store giving 50 percent off the cosmo bobbleheads for football soccer basketball volleyball baseball and then there's the elvis cosmo uh, you can get them for like 10 bucks use the ys guys 50 promo code and order them up and they'll be great gifts for the kids right here see these guys yep and so uh, and then while you're doing that like us on um youtube Yep. Twitch, Facebook, Facebook. Um, and then we'll be able to keep doing this for a little while longer. Yep. Uh, and then when Neon Trees has another album come out, yep. we can have Elaine, Elaine back. On. We'll get Elaine and Brandon on. Yeah, and then we can talk to Brandon about... Uh, yeah, the fact that he needs to come back to school. <laughs> some, there's some <laughs> unfinished business. It's not just about football tickets. There's some unfinished business to get that done, but they've been so gracious to pop by our show the last in this last year. All right. That was fun. I'm not exactly sure what we talked about, but it was fun the whole all time. Kinds, all kinds of fun <laughs> stuff. So Enjoy the podcast. We'll see you Friday from Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU football. For Blaine Fowler, Dave McCann, Parker, Jack, our top-notch El- crew. Elaine and Max. Elaine and Max. Good night, everybody.